Much better. Much better this time. Ah. I don't know what happened last time. It was very strange. Yeah, you you're you didn't ever come connect. In in other words, it just had a spinning circle next to you and Joe looks like he's connected, but I don't hear him. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Do you see him on there? I see him. Ah, did he say five he needed five minutes or he only can ha- handle five minutes. <laughs> I think he was <clears throat> just um, uh, like whatever, using a you know uh, a loose term. He said he could be on for a minute, but really, he said he'd be able minutes. to be on for a while. Yeah, he said he just wrote he's not hearing anything. Well, that's interesting because we're both here, and I see him there. And he's, he is connected. Maybe his device. Yeah, remember the last couple, t- this didn't happen to me today. Everything was fine. And I tested it like, right when I logged in. But past couple times, remember, I couldn't, like, nothing was coming through my my speakers or anything. I mean, yeah. my earphones. So <clears throat> I had to actually go, to, go on the setup and, uh, and change it. So Joe left. Oh, God. I wonder... He can rejoin. He's trying. He joined. I don't know what's going on. That was weird. Hi, Joe. Hello. Yay. It's one of those mornings, everything's going weird. <clears throat> How are y'all doing? I'm doing good. I'm glad Very you were good. able to pop in. Yeah, it's hey, all popping. Doing cleaning up puke just like five minutes ago. Oh. oh. Yeah. Is that Not why you have to well? leave her? No, we we got plans with friends today. We're going to see Roman Holiday this afternoon. We're going to meet up uh, a little before then to do some other things. The cartoon? Uh, no, it's like uh, <laughs> Gregory Peck and Audrey uh, Hepburn. I've never seen it before. Oh, I thought you were talking about the... Wasn't there a cartoon called Roman Holiday? I, I think there was. Looney Tunes? I'm sure there probably was. No, <laughs> no it, was, of, it wasn't Looney Tunes. It was actually a a cartoon, like on Saturday mornings. Oh, yeah, I think it was the Roman Holidays. Oh, Roman Holidays. <laughs> I think you're right. I think it was because were they like a family? Yeah, it was. It was. It was, like... it was like a family in the Jetsons, like the Jetsons, except they were in Roman times. Yes, that sounds super familiar. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. I I don't recall this at all. Yeah, you didn't yeah. watch any cartoons. I can't even get you to watch. I X-Men. did watch cartoons. No, well, you didn't watch cartoons. I was a, I was a 20-year-old by the time How could you how could cartoons. you be an X-Men fan and not watch the X-Men? I was a grown-ass man at that point. I'm not watching cartoons. I was cartoons. a grown-ass man? What are you talking well, about? But, I'm yeah, still uh, watching cartoons. I'm I, watching I under, That's right, you are. I'm I'm, I'm going to be Star doing a, a a program at the library where we literally watch cartoons. So there, oh, you, there go. you go. Yeah. Listen, I already told you I was a cool. I just got into college. I'm not going back and watching cartoons. Oh, I'm a big here. guy now. Now I would love. To, I would watch cartoons all the time. But man, that. I probably watched more <laughs> cartoons in college because that's when everything good was on. See, it's so funny. No, I never watched any cartoons. Like there was um when well, I Batman first... the animated series was on in college, I think. Batman, X Men, Earthworm Jim. Um gosh, there was so many good stuff. Uh, was X Men really the nineties? Like what year? Ninety two 
Yeah, it started like my freshman year in college. Because I watched it religiously. Like, I don't... I I guess... I guess I was a grown ass man that wanted to watch <laughs> cartoons. Which is which seriously, that's that's like I just for whatever reason and I think like I mean I I, I probably had it on a couple of times. It just wasn't like Batman the animated series. Like You're you were too busy with studies and picking up chicks. But listen, no, that, Batman yeah, was like too busy. a quality like you could tell that that was like <clears throat> like A plus plus like the directing, storytelling, the the type of animation, everything was top notch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whether you like X Men or you don't like X Men, it, it's not the same. It's it, it's not that same quality. You might enjoy it. And it no, might be it, great, it, it it was it was quality. very it was quality, but it was for that time it was quality. It's harder yeah. to it's harder to go like the. the that was a quality cartoon for its time, but Batman sure. stayed quality no matter yeah. when you watch it. That's you different. can watch it's, it today it's and say, "Oh my God, it was!" I can't believe that you know how good that the Batman animated series was. Yeah, but the X-Men only thing that aggravates me is on the Superman show is Lois in that freaking skirt. It's like you're on for how many seasons? Get a different uh, design, like every few episodes or something. That used to drive me nuts. <laughs> That damn white skirt every episode. <laughs> Just like Peter Parker on the Spider-Man when always had the striped shirt on. It's like they have their own costumes even outside of costume. Right. The, yeah. Lois is never not in that one outfit. And I'm sure Jimmy, I think, was always in his one outfit. I just can't remember Batman, how everybody else looked. Because, I mean, we never worried about Bruce or... Or whatever, right. and Albert's always going to be. I mean, Albert, Alfred. Alfred was to, always in the same outfit. Is, yeah. Yes. Well, he's got many, many tuxedos. Well, oh, what are you saying? Are you making fun of my work clothes? I wear the same thing every day. What are you saying? <laughs> you don't. I mean, I, I wear Matlock, a white skirt your... to work every day. Matlock opens his uh, closet in one episode, and it's like uh, <clears throat> uh, twenty gray suits. Is that what your closet's like, Mike? That's right. Except it's Mike, not you're the anti. You're the anti Martin. Martin wears bl- a black shirt every single day at work. Yeah, I I dress like Martin pretty much. I'm pretty uh, much a slob at work. I wear jeans <laughs> and a polo shirt. That's it. I wear sweatpants and a t-shirt. Cause you're at home. Uh huh. <laughs> no, there you go. <laughs> That's been my work outfit. <laughs> almost three years now <laughs> i dress up like once every two weeks because there's a meeting or something and you look damn good doing it too <laughs> <laughs> that's when the white skirt comes out that's right <laughs> they show off those legs that's right <laughs> i guess I, I guess i'm just flabbergasted I, I i didn't realize that we were all in college when that sh- that stuff happened yeah yeah i would have been just starting because uh, I, I was in junior college that, in 92. Yeah, and I, I was halfway through. And, yeah. and you were just about done, Mike, right? Yeah, I, I 93, I was done, so. Mm-hmm. And see, cartoons were the way I kept up with superheroes <clears throat> during that time period, because I could not really afford comics in college. Um, I, I, I had recorded everything, too, because I couldn't yeah. always, like, watch it, so I put it on my VHS, and... I watched right. all the Batman animated and X-Men. I might have tailed off on X-Men like the last season 
-hmm, but right. I, I I stuck it with Batman until it became Batman and Robin animated. I still have never watched all of Batman, but I bought that Blu-ray that came out. I don't know now with everything months, five yeah five years ago or so yeah yeah I bought that. Uh, we have watched quite a bit of it, but I haven't seen everything yet. Man, what about um when Justice League hit? Did you watch that on TV? I did, no, I did not. I did not. Okay, I, Justice I League was it. so good. Yeah, it that was, was like so Saturday good. night, and it got better as it went on because then oh, you'd yeah. see Unlimited like the question the and everybody yeah. walking in. Yeah, basically yeah. by Unlimited, it was, it was the idea that it, anybody could be uh, in the Justice League, and pretty much everybody was in the Justice League. I feel like mm -hmm. eventually. But yeah, yeah, there was some really weird cartoons there because that was kind of the the that '90s heyday for superheroes, where you had the the big explosion. You had like a, a Saturday morning cartoon with Iron Man. There was a Fantastic Four. There was a Silver Surfer. Um, I don't remember those cartoons. I re I yeah. vaguely I vaguely remember the Silver. And there was Surfer. a really bad Avengers one. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't remember any anything anything that you just mentioned. There was <laughs> there was an Avengers them. one that happened not too long ago that wasn't bad. I liked it. Oh, I don't know if it's was Avengers good, United or Avengers something. Yeah, there was one with I want to say Tigra was in the one in the nineties. Really? Um, yeah, uh, Wildcats had a cartoon for a hot minute. Um, Savage Dragon. Savage Dragon. So yeah, that early nineties there was a bunch of cartoons. Oh. Um, I don't remember. I, I feel like the cards. Wildcats lasted very long. It didn't. No. Um, I, I, I don't think the Savage Dragon even hit like regular television. I think it was cable only. I think it was, yeah, on, like, it was maybe USA. USA. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That um, one's not bad except for Dragon's voice. I, I started right. I started rewatching it and I'm like, this is actually pretty good because er Eric makes fun of it himself. But. I I don't think it's bad. Like I think it's it's pretty good. I just am. I always picture Savage Dragon's voice to be gruff, like mm -hmm. just be deep, you know. And mm -hmm, it right. was like really high. It was really high pitched. It was. Awful. <laughs> it throws you right <laughs> off when you picture something for years in your head. <laughs> yeah. The voice casting for Dragon I didn't think was good at all. No. Yeah, that the uh, the one I'm remembering was called um, the Avengers United. They stand. It was tail end of the '90s. Yeah, that was, was that was good. That was probably maybe a season or two. Yeah, and uh, I, I, thought, I, I, don't, I remember. I thought was that on, was two like, thousands. Am it I was, thinking was, of the later one? I think you might be thinking of the one. Um, that was on, uh, oh gosh, what was it Disney? called? I think there was one on Disney, like when it was... Uh... When the movies were out. Right, right. Yeah, and, that's the one yeah. I was talking about. That one was pretty good. <laughs> and I did watch the early Fantastic Four with Herbie the Robot. But that, oh, was, I... much, that was much earlier. They didn't want to yeah. have yeah, like, was, Johnny flame on. Late 70s, late 70s, right? Like 78 or something? Yeah, that, yeah, was, that was very early. Yeah. The Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes was the one from Disney XD. That one was pretty good. Yeah, that one I watched. I didn't watch any of the USA stuff. There was yeah. even an Incredible Hulk cartoon, cartoon, and I remember that around Spider-Man and his amazing friends. But I put it on Disney, and I don't remember mm -hmm. any of it. 
except for the opening yeah. theme. The opening was great. That was like those, I swear in the 80s, that's where all the money would go like for a TV show would be in that opening sequence. Like <laughs> you watch Thundercats and the, the opening sequence of Thundercats is like some of the best animation. And then the show comes on. I mean, it's fine, but it's not mind blowing. The quality. But it's kind of like the video games you buy, you know, you see all these movie looking things and and then you play mm-hmm. the game and it's not like that. <laughs> right. Yeah, so how's uh how's everybody been doing with weather? We got like a couple of inches dumped on us today. What's After like, our blizzard, we were fine. It's like we twelve it, like outside, anything. but uh, other than being <clears> cold, we just have like we have snow in our backyard for like three weeks, and it just won't melt because the temp <laughs> the temperatures are so low. Gotcha. Has it been like that all year? Uh, for about a month. It's been really yeah. cold. And we, we had a yeah. couple of days that get up to the 50s, and it still won't melt. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, what, when we had our blizzard during Christmas, the week after, like leading into New Year's and, and including New Year's and even after, we had like just day after day of 40s and even low 50s right. to the point where everything, like even, even though we had feet of snow, everything melted. And we've had... Not even a dusting of snow since, um, and that's and that's it. So like, there's no snow on the ground whatsoever. Um, today it's actually 32, but we've been fluctuating between high 20s and and mid 40s back and forth ever since that that blizzard. Yeah, that's not too bad. Not at all. Yeah, see, so you knew exactly what I was talking about. The Roman holidays. I see you posted it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, really, the, li- the lion used to talk, too. Right, right. Yeah. And that's another thing I think was part of why I got so big into cartoons. The That was my first time having cable, and I feel like that was when Cartoon Network was really starting <laughs> to explode. Because I remember watching, like, Johnny Bravo and Dexter's Laboratory um, and being excited that I had a way to watch Scooby-Doo. Because I swear we would try to watch Scooby-Doo, like, on VHS, and it would always be those... Uh, ones where Movies. it was just yeah it would be it would be scooby and shaggy and scrappy and they'd be fighting real monsters and not like people with masks and, it, and we would yeah. always be so bummed because i'm like this isn't a mystery it was just them fighting monsters and you know i don't know i mean people crap on scrappy pretty bad i'm kind of ambiguous towards it because it's like snar for any of those other kind of Orco characters from when I was a kid. I don't know that I like them, but I grew up with them, so they don't super piss me off. Yeah, whereas, like, once you're a little bit older, yeah, like, oh, I remember before Scrappy. Right. And then and then all of a sudden Scrappy came along. <laughs> exactly. Well, even, <laughs> even Scrappy, some of the early Scrappies, he just kind of got shoehorned into the gang. It's when it was just kind of like the two of them and Scrappy and... Was it Daphne who hung around a while? That's when it started really going to crap. Well, I, start... I just think the mysteries like lost its flair with with Scrappy. Yeah, well, they quit being mysteries. Like I say, they started yeah, being started... like actual monsters, and that's just that was never the point yeah. of the show. Yeah. yeah. And but yeah, anyway, if you wanted to watch a Scooby Doo, you go to Blockbuster. It'd be like the two of them 
in a video game war or something, you know, I'd be like, this isn't what I grew up on at all. This is stupid. And, uh, <laughs> and then, you know, getting Cartoon Network in college, I remember just being so excited because you get to see the, the old ones with like the clown, uh, with the gold, was it, this is the coin that has been told, you know, and everybody's like spinning around and all that stuff. And <laughs> that was the good stuff. That's one thing I got to do now. We're with that Saturday morning thing, a program. I'm going to have to rewatch all these old Scoobies and be like, okay, we can't watch this one because this is the one where <laughs> where they're dressed up as like uh, American Indians trying to say, sell New York with trinkets and beads. Do you remember that stuff? Yeah. They would have stuff that <laughs> some, just... some of it is not politically correct anymore. But yeah, you, you it would not fly today. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I'm gonna have to rewatch this Bugs Bunny and be like, okay, this Bugs Bunny has blackface on it. Have to skip that one. You know. Well, you could you could watch you could explain it though too. You could watch you could. and explain uh, to I, them. That's like, the, that's is... that that's what I I think should be done because but it depends on the age of the kid too. It does depend on true, the age of true, kid. And it's... True, but they have but to understand what came before. What we're doing though is uh, doing a kind of a whole family thing. You get the wrong family in there. <laughs> And and you're like we're going to talk about blackface in cartoons today. I don't know. Some people aren't going to want to hear that. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I, I'm going to pre-screen stuff. But you could watch yeah, a gosh. you could watch Violet an old black and white movie and run into that. Oh, most oh, definitely. Percent. Uh, yeah. So what I was uh, God, there's a podcast out now. I think Quentin Tarantino is a. Uh, uh, on it. Have you heard that one? No, I I haven't no. listened to any non. Oh, yeah. I I'm pretty Comic. much in boxed in into my same podcasts, and I I don't <laughs> I don't I don't venture out unless they they pod fade or right they uh take a holiday off or something, you know. Have you ever seen the movie Ghostbreakers? It's no. an old Bob Hope movie. I think so, but I don't remember much of it. I might have watched it when I was a teenager. Yeah. So anyway, there's a African American fella in the in the movie, and Quentin is talking about how the fact that this guy, he's doing the same shtick that Don Knotts would do in Ghost and Mister Chicken. Yeah. But because of cultural stereotypes, his performance is problematic, whereas because it's a white guy doing it and goes to Mr. Chicken, it can fly. So yeah. it, it, it's really interesting. I think you have to take everything into context, no matter what you're watching. Yep. And um, think about like, OK, so I'm watching Birdcage. That movie is problematic. But you know what? Even though it's problematic, Hank Azaria is freaking brilliant in that movie. He's is that the so Mel Gibson funny. Birdcage, or is that am I thinking uh, of something else? No, Birdcage. Bob, you're thinking Bob Birds on a Wire, maybe. Oh, yeah, that's Robin what I'm Williams thinking. Yeah. Yeah. What's his yeah. name? Nathan, Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane is great in it. Robin Williams is great in it. But <clears> uh, they're uh, transvestite uh, and gay couple, and they're having to basically play it straight for like a conservative uh, Rush yeah. Limbaugh type family who's yeah, coming to right. visit. And, um, and like I say, some of it has not aged super well, especially the language, but the like Hank Azaria is absolutely hilarious in that movie. And it's one of those things that you, you hate for something to get buried because it doesn't stand up well politically or mm -hmm. 
and there still can be a great performance in it. You know what I mean? That's see, that's and, and I'm glad that you say that type of stuff because I, I think that you have we can't constantly judge how we feel today, right? Uh, you know, we can't judge everything that came before by what's correct today because right. you're never going to be. It's never going to be you know, up to the standards, like what right. we're talking and saying and everything today in 20 years, people are going to be condemning what, you know, and we think we're so enlightened or whatever, you know what I mean? Right. So it's like, you just, you have to take everything for, for what it was at the time and not to excuse or, 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 or I guess what I'm saying is like, people shouldn't be condemned for what they did 20 right. years ago. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I mean, even um, like Mike, one of your favorites, Three's Company, right? Right. I mean, it, it's it's a you love it. It's a hilarious show, but, th- but they, it, they it doesn't make, play. They make that in a million years uh, today. What do yeah. you mean? What's wrong with it? He's he's a straight man pretending that he's gay. And they and, play and not it, only but that, they they they, they, they they play that on on the the gay channel continuously. I know. I, so I, the, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't think the gay, that's in it. I don't think the gay community looks down on it. Um, because I just don't think that they would make they it. They wouldn't play it. Oh, they most that. definitely wouldn't make it. Yeah, that's that's kind of why it's kind of like the running joke with me and Scalp Hunter and Kirk, and is uh, he always says how much I hate Scalp Hunter, which I don't. All <laughs> I have ever said is like, you cannot take. Basically, where someone is passing as another culture and publish that now, that wouldn't fly. Scalp Hunter is a great book for what it was, just like Dances with Wolves was great for when it was. But that kind of thing's not going to get made now. You know? Yeah, that's all that, we're saying. That's Mike. sad, though. I, I, it's I'd, true, I, though. I'd, I'd like to have more westerns be westerns. Yeah. But you can't have a white guy be the be the uh, American Indian now. It just wouldn't work. Because and the main that, character, the hero. Yeah, yeah. You could have you can have a, a, a you could have a Native American character be the hero, but it can't be a white guy with with a, you know war paint on and stuff. Well, you I don't, just I, I don't think he was. I don't look at it dances with wolves like that at all. Maybe I'm looking at it through different eyes. Sure. I I, I see the white man learning about another culture and and realizing that. He was wrong. That's that's what I look mm-hmm. at it. I don't look at him, him being a hero. Like, I I I look at it like him realizing that these people are just as good as his people. Like, yeah, they're they're just like him, and yep. he respects their culture. That's that's the way I look at it. I I don't ever like he he to me he's not a hero. He's he's a guy that they shoved out in the middle of nowhere. To, to do a job that nobody wanted to do. And right. he, he met the Native Americans and, you know, sided with them. Did you watch uh, the Predator movie they just did? Yes. Mm-hmm. What did you think of it? I liked it a lot. I See, liked it. And I think that's what they would do now. I think it would have an all Native American cast. I, and, and I'm not trying to not Dances with the Wolves. I'm just saying... I think that if they try to do that now, that's how they're going to take the approach. Because I just think it it's going to get under, it's going to ruffle less feathers that way. Because it's just like when you have uh, a, a person of color writing about people of color at, say, Marvel, uh, 
for the most part, like they make sure like people of color are written by people of color at Marvel now. Do you see what I'm saying? And I'm not not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying that's the way it's done these days. The next thing you're going to tell me, John, not always, is that they shouldn't have made the 1986 movie Soul Man. (laughs) Well, that was blackface. (laughs) That totally was not. (laughs) See Thomas Howell. Yeah. (laughs) There's no way that movie would get. You had to get into college for God's sake. I don't even know if The Office would get made today, Rob. I know. Because, like, think about the scene where um, you, you've seen all of The Office, right? Uh-huh. Well, I, I, I think they would be made today. I just don't know if it would be on prime time. Like, well, like, I, think I, I think it would be where, on a cable uh, channel. I mean, if you if you go to FX, they do everything it, that's... It, it, it depends. Joe, give your example. Is it one of those first episodes? I actually was going to do one of the later on episodes. Oh. So, like, there's an episode. This is pre-Me Too. There's an episode where Aaron is talking about how, uh, I can't remember his name right now. The guy who was the boss played by James Spader. Anyway, everybody was worried about him trying to hit on her and be sex- uh, sexually uh, advancing on her and treating her inappropriately, yada, yada, yada. And the joke is, oh, he just took me home. And then they said, oh, he didn't, like, try to hit on you? And she, she's like, oh, yeah, he, he asked me if I wanted to have sex with him. And it's just a thrown away joke. That kind of stuff wouldn't fly now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, it does. No, it does fly. It's just people get called on it now. Yeah. I, that, that, gonna... that, that, that happens in the workplace. Well, I know it happens in the workplace. <laughs> if just... that's on... If, if that's documented by a documentary crew in front of God and everybody, that dude's losing his job today. He's not going to keep on for the rest of the season or whatever, right? Am I making I, sense? Yeah, I, I, if you look at it from the documentary perspective. And, and like some of the, the real cringy stuff about like, uh, oh gosh. Rob, but I, but I see that in TV all the time on primetime. But I feel like now they call them out on it. Like, there's that show, uh, Superstore. Whenever one of them was, like, doing something that's not seen as culturally responsible, they get called on it immediately. Michael Scott would, like, they'd roll their eyes when he would say something gross. Or they'd look at the camera. Yeah, they right? would mug. Like, can you believe this guy? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, but then now, you like, can, on you... Superstore or something like that, they would have been like, uh, you can't do Mario that's offensive to Italians because I remember she dressed up like Super Mario on an episode of Superstore and they call her on it immediately. But you can turn it on to Always Sunny in Philadelphia and they go wrong with everything. I haven't watched enough of it to comment, so I think it worked <laughs> for it though. It is so politically See, bad. My my on and purpose. this is just my own opinion, but I don't even know how we got down this rabbit hole. But um, <laughs> I, there, I uh, think it was there the is X Men. We were talking. I about think there is such a thing as going too far in the other extreme where sure. you can't ever address anything. You can't comment on any, even if it's for the right reasons, you can't bring things. Do, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it, I mean, some of the, the, you know, the shows in, you know, in the seventies, whether it was all in the family or the Jeffersons and stuff like that, it's like, again, those, those would never be made the way that they were made back then, right. but that's not necessarily a, 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 good, a thing. good thing. 
yeah, because you need to bring things to light in order to address them. You can't pretend they don't exist. And I'm, and I, I guess that's the fine line: is that you want you want to be able to bring things into light, but how much do you do so without, without hiding the truth? Well, without hiding the truth, but also without putting somebody up as the as the uh, not the ideal, but as the protagonist. You know what I mean? Like, well, like I how think... do you walk that line where now everyone's saying, well, no, you're asking, you're telling people that they should be like this. Well, no, we're not. We, we're just bringing this to light. Like, that, because the level for that is different for every single individual person. That's, and I think they very... did a good job of that on um, the Connors. I haven't kept up with it, but say they would talk yet. about, um, uh, so Beck, I want to say it was Becky had a kid with, someone who was an illegal immigrant who was working at the bar she was at. And so he gets deported to Mexico um, when he gets found. And Dan is very anti him coming back because it's breaking the law. Mm -hmm. All right. So you're getting your conservative viewpoint, but Becky and Darlene say, I don't remember exactly who it was, are really trying to get him back in the country because that's the father of uh, her child. child. Yeah. So that's a show. So I think there are shows out there. They're just few and far between where they are still actually doing that, like uh, all in the family, where they are trying to, okay, this is the liberal side. This is the conservative side. This is me walking down the middle of the road side where I see both sides kind of a thing. Yeah. Like there was a neighbor who they were worried was a terror terrorist in one episode that may have been before uh, Rosie pissed everybody off and got canned. But, you know, I think (laughs) it was a show that was, you know, facing that kind of stuff. So there's stuff out there. It's just harder to find, I think. Yeah. Well, you know what stuff in general is harder to find because we're at a town time now for better, for worse. There's, there's so many shows out there that there's no way to watch everything. No. And keep up. No. Yeah. And everything is so, because, there's just so much yeah. with all the streaming, even with the cable still and stuff that, you know, you can just watch your own individual, very narrow point of view right. and, and still not be able to get through everything, let alone watch things that maybe don't jive 100% with your own beliefs. Most definitely. Yeah, I think it's, it's an exciting and a weird time all at once, mm-hmm. you know. Because uh, it's because you're like, ugh, I gotta watch, I gotta have Peacock to watch this, and you're like, well, you gotta have Paramount to watch this, but you yep. gotta have AMC Plus to watch the Eli Roth documentary series I'm watching right now. So you know, and so I get AMC Plus for like a month so I can get this series knocked out. Um, B- BTW, that his history of horror is really really good. I know you yeah. guys like horror movies. It's- well, I gotta tell you a huge pet peeve. You just brought um, brought it up. So huge pet peeve of mine yeah. is that I have a subscription to Shudder, okay. which is owned by AMC. Uh-huh. Drives me insane. When I go and look for a certain movie, a horror movie that I want to watch, right. not available on Shudder, but it is on AMC+. Plus. Well, why don't yeah. you buy AMC+, Plus? the price is almost is the same, right? I, I, need to, I was thinking about that, Mike, because you I should, think you that should it's drop, you should drop, a little shu- bit more. drop Shudder and, and just get, get the Shutter whole... And Shudder with it, don't you? Yeah, you do. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, just so dropped I have... mine just because of sheer... Not because I wasn't watching... I, I was using it, I just... There's so much. There's so I, much. 
I am. I, I'm just overwhelmed with content. And lately, I've just been spending time on Netflix, and now I'm on Disney mm-hmm. Plus. But it's uh, there's just so I, much content, and, and I, I, I just I, don't understand why. I mean, it's their horror service that's owned by the same company. Why would they not have it available on the specialized horror service, but on right. the general one? It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I don't get that either. That that's like the whole thing, and I know you guys aren't really wrestling people, but um, the whole WWE thing. Why would you subscribe to the wrestling channel for ten dollars when you basically get it as part of Peacock for free? <laughs> right. So I, I sometimes I don't even get how this works anymore. Yeah, you like should. The, you should well, well, don't you get like some more exclusivity with the wrestling thing that you wouldn't get on Peacock? Nope, the pay-per-views are commercial-free on Peacock, even if you have the commercial version like we do. Wow. Yeah, that's so, insane. So why would you pay for the wrestling? It's uh, cheaper. Network it, now? It's, it's cheaper, cheaper to get Peacock. In the, in the, in the I think deck. I spend four ninety-nine a month for Peacock. We actually even got it cheaper because we did one of those two-year programs where I think you sign up for like three bucks and you pay it all at once. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we paid like seventy-two bucks for like a couple of years or something. Yeah. But, they, um, they, they, uh, Violent Night just came out on Peacock, and it just left. I want to see that one, the Kevin Williamson one. Um, the guy from Scream did. What's it called? Sick. Have you seen that one yet? No, I haven't seen no. that one. Oh, mm-hmm. We did. Uh, we've been doing a little bit of a horror deep dive because Jack's getting old enough to watch stuff. So we've been watching the classics. We did like Rosemary's Baby and Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth, um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Three, which is the best one. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, <laughs> That's the Dream Catchers, isn't it? Uh, it's Dream Warriors. It's yeah, the one the with like Patricia Arquette. Yeah. yeah, I love that one. But like, um, and then, uh, so then I started getting interested in horror movies again. Have you guys seen X or Pearl? I, those are the those Amazing. are the only only two I haven't seen because they're not on anything but Showtime. Okay. Did you watch yeah. them? Yeah, I've seen them both. X what was did, fabulous. What did you see them on? Library or I, what? A DVD. Yeah. Oh yeah. DVD. I yeah. I rented X and then bought it because I liked it so much. Yeah, I and bought it. I I went to the theater to see when I found out that Pearl was going to be the prequel. I went yeah. to the theater and saw and saw Pearl. And I actually, it just was on Amazon for uh, it's been the DVD, the Blu-ray's been like twenty something dollars. And I was just telling Stacy that uh, the other day I I looked and it was thirteen dollars. So I actually bought it. it. Just came yesterday. Nice. Yeah, I love those. Uh, Pearl is like uh, such an interesting little movie, Mike. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I've been I've been contemplating yeah. the Showtime thing just because yeah, yeah. it's an attachment to Paramount Plus just because they have the new on. Fletch movie. They have they have like they have a lot of movie content that right. I can't get anywhere else. Yeah, w- unless I want to spend. Yeah, I'm lucky. I get Showtime DVD. They're, they're not even renting bio. those things. You know, you yeah. can't even rent them for 4.99. You have to buy it. Like at 20 or whatever. Yeah. The cra- crazy thing is, those came out in the same year, and there's already a, a, a third one like yes. in the works. I can't yeah. wait, Maxine. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Mike, you're gonna love X. Well, I I know I will. I I loved Barbarian. I love Nope. I love Smile. I've seen everything else. Did you see the menu yet? That's one we still need to watch. The menu is spectacular. Yeah, everyone keeps saying that. I have to watch it. It it is like borderline horror, but it's it's more 
I, I don't know. It, it falls a little bit into horror, but not. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was it we saw on Netflix? It was an old one. We watched The Babysitter the other day. That one was a lot of fun with uh, Samara what? Weaving. I think, I think I've, I've seen, seen that it. One I don't on remember. Yeah, it's yeah, on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, it turns out she's like, she's the babysitter, but she's like killing people while the kid's asleep. Yeah, yeah. I think I've seen that, yeah. And it's funny. And then we yeah. watched the other one she did, Ready or Not, was really good. Where That, uh, that was really good. She marries into a family of yeah. like Parker brothers, but they, she pulls the wrong card. Yeah. It's great. I like her a lot. She Dang. reminds me of Margaret Roby for some reason. I don't know why, but. I could see that. Yeah. Well, guys, I should probably quit pickling your ears talking about movies and get out of here. But it was good to get <laughs> to talk to you guys. And I'll let y'all get to comics. Sorry. Welcome to Retro Movie Cast. Um, yeah. Well, it's retro. Oh, awesome. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Seriously, I know that you, you know, you're busy a lot of Sundays. But any time that you're able to just do this, just yeah, do pop tw- on. And even have- if it's not right at the beginning, like, you know, if like you're doing something you you we usually record until one or so. So, right. you know, I mean, if even if you come, can come on for a little bit, just just come on and, and join it. It's always nice to have another another voice. Well, that's what I, I get worried about. And that's what it had been so long. I was like, oh, I can at least pop in for a little bit. But I'm putting the fifth down on the calendar because that should be the next one, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it should be. Yep. All right. So I'm I'm in for the fifth. Unless something crazy happens, so, uh, <laughs> I'll be I'll be here prepped with uh, at least a, a couple of synopses for the next go round. When you when, when you have kids, uh, anything can happen. Oh, you ain't kidding me. <laughs> All right, y'all take care. It was nice right. talking to you. See ya. Yep. Have a have good, a good one. day. You too. That was nice. Yeah. Nice. How uh, are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm still waiting to retire, but I've been saying that more and more often, Mike. This month I know. hit this month I hit 29 years. 29, good for you. Yeah, uh, I'm also hitting the big three zero. That's yeah, one more that's, year. That, when you when you started there, could you ever envision that you'd be like? No, because I tried old to folks here for twenty five to thirty years. No, because I uh, I tried to venture off a couple times. Things just didn't look well. I mean, look right. So yeah, I stayed. But I'm glad I did. I, I remember off. starting when when I started, and like you would hear, like you know, to keep in mind, I start. So I'm sure you were pretty young too. But you know, I started working where I am at when I was like twenty five. And like you hear that some of those people were were there twenty, twenty five, thirty years. I'm like, dear Lord, you're that's as old as I am. How are you here that long? Guess who that <laughs> is now? <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like I've been <laughs> I've been there for twenty six years this year. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I'm the old fart now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh crap. How did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel any older. <laughs> I do. I feel uh, old as hell, man. My young at, how, how is that possible? You're young at heart. Young at heart, but physically not the same. Yeah. Old man age. Things are starting to <laughs> so, fall apart. What what's what's aching you? Aches and pains. Just all over. Oh, right now it's my hip. 
My right hip oh, is really? pretty, pretty bad shape, yeah. Oh, that's not good. Thank God, I, I don't know. I've been lucky so far. Everything seems to be pretty much okay. Hang in there, Mike. Yeah, that's good. Hang in there. Yeah, as long as I can. But um, realistically, how many more years before you retire? I'll probably write right out until this contract ends and I don't know when it's going to end, but I probably go that far. Yeah. I, and I, I might go that... back to work, but I'm definitely taking a year off. Mm -hmm. See, for me, I... the ideal situation is to get laid off. <laughs> <laughs> so you can collect. Yes. I hear you. Um, now, I mean, you know, I'm in a, obviously I'm a little bit younger than you, but not much. Um, but I am in a different situation with the kids. So I got a, a little ways to go yet. Um, but, and not only that, it depends on how you want to, it depends on how you want to live. I, I don't want to, when like I retire, if, if, I want to if, do you that want, just, just if you that want to live, if you want to live at the level of spending that you're spending now, or, or like, let's say I wanted to live at the level that I'm spending now, I'd have to go a lot further. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, 60, uh, probably 62, 60 is probably the age I would want to retire. <clears throat> okay. But I'm anticipating just decreasing a lot of things. Even in terms of like streaming and stuff, like uh, I don't need it all. I could, I can do what uh, Joe does, rotate it in for a month and enjoy it, and then leave, yep. and then move on to another service. Some some services are not like that, but there there are quite a few where you could just go in, binge, and then get out. You know. I mean, you really could. You really could. Yeah. You know. I mean, it all depends on. I, I mean, you could let a couple series build up and then, okay, now I'm going to subscribe and I'll blow through two or three series. Might yeah, take and there's, me a couple and there's things, then, though, like Tubi and Pluto where you can watch a lot for free. Like, they even have, like, horror channels on Pluto, like two movie yeah. channels that just stream horror content, Right. you know? Yeah. I, the, the difference there is it's not on demand, it's you start you it whenever it. you you ha yeah you have to look at the schedule and say oh I want to watch that right <laughs> it's right. like old school <laughs> yes <laughs> there's no DVRing it either <laughs> and I don't mind it I like Barb hates commercials and I like I don't know I adapted because I've dealt with them for so long that I I just don't care like mm. the commercial doesn't disrupt my flow at all yeah. Uh, personally i know for a lot of people it does it's a waste of of time yeah, like my, my, I, I my like dad hates commercials like he i can't despises stand anymore it. either and i i just don't care i it i deal with them for hulu but that's that's the only place that i still see any type of commercial yeah i don't it doesn't bother me one bit yeah they've always been there <laughs> and they always be. <laughs> true that's true um, you were a yeah, I don't know. So well, one thing we did learn from our conversation is you were a cartoon 
uh, deprived. I, you know, what's funny is like even today, like I, I, I wouldn't say I'm a. If something comes out like like the DC show, movies, like in the animated movies, not the not the not the theater movies, the, I, I I've hardly seen any DC animated movies. I really I just don't get into the animated stuff really much i guess i just never have since i was a kid yeah for me the star wars things are like if if you don't watch the star wars clone wars and rebels and uh bad batch you're mm-hmm. missing out on movie content and see i've never like, seen any of that that not, that not, that not that that, that is in continuity of the movies right and it, it's like so much wealth of like I was watching Rebels this morning, exercising, and I'm on season three. It's it's the only thing in the cartoon universe I'm not caught up on. Which Rebels came before Bad Batch, but I'm all caught up on Bad Batch. But uh, you know who they had in it? They had um Wedge and uh, uh what's his name Hobby as as characters in there as like young pilots working on the, for the empire. So hobby, I think died on a snow speeder uh, flying with Luke, if I remember correctly, or maybe he was in another, maybe he's the one that let the harpoon. I I get hobby and Dak confused. Dak was with, was in the same ship as Luke as Luke on Hoth. So Hobby was the one that fired the harpoon and took down. I think he he's the one that took down the first uh, Adat. Mm, okay. So I, I think he's the one that harpooned it. He was either the pilot or the harpooner, but mm. he showed up in Rebels, and uh, he was with Wedge. So it, it's like it's incredible, and you, if you don't watch those cartoons you miss out so much on like all the easter eggs and mandalorian and boba fett and, we, and, it, it's and we, like, we were talking earlier about like those quality like animated shows and yeah. that's what i've heard is that a lot of those star wars ones are exactly it like they're In, just absolutely the incredible like it yeah. makes you even appreciate the prequels because of what they built on it you know like the clone mm-hmm. wars Oh, it's just amazing. Wow. It's a lot of investment because there's so much of it, but it's, oh, yeah. well, it's, I, I took a, a break from Rebels um, and, and jumped into Bad Batch, but Bad Batch, I, I, I still am a little confused as timelines, like when Rebels takes place as opposed to Bad Batch. Bad Batch follows, like, Clone Wars. Bad Batch is essentially clones that have been um manipulated um uh in the cloning process to have special abilities like you have a better pilot you have a tech you have a guy that can't miss something you know that Mm -hmm. that's what bad batches is they they the empire actually experimented on uh, like a few clone troopers and gave them like special abilities Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know if I can get. Uh, I feel like the kids would be interested in it. Oh yeah, you should. You should sit. Were. You should sit down with them and try to watch one of them. Like just 
clock in an episode of Bad Batch or Rebels and see if they you would if 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 you, if they like it. Because I yeah. think I think you would get into it. Like you would hear all these names, like, and then it would really click with you because it it fits it, right exactly. into the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. I I I don't know. I've heard that it's uh it's really good that those but those the, but there is a lot a lot of stuff to watch like you 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 invest in this and you take away from some of your horror watching i mean it's just that's, <laughs> that's just some of the nature of yeah it's just some yeah best. i mean you're right but like it's not like i can watch any of these horror ones with the kids at this point so you it's, could you know, no <laughs> i think barb grew up watching horror movies with her family but you know, you know what I I read the other day? Um, I saw an article that said that kids that are 18 right now yeah. act emotionally the same way that 12-year-olds acted in the 80s. I believe it. <laughs> and that's the scary thing because I've got kids. That, and I'm like, I don't want that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't well, the way I grew up, I, I grew up in a time where you weren't as paranoid as a parent, you know, like we stayed out till 10 p.m. And, and, you didn't and, cut, and we were you didn't we, we would go in, into uh, neighbors like all the neighbors in the neighborhood were trusted and you just mm-hmm. did stuff. I mean, and as far as babysitting, I was babysitting my brother at like seven <laughs> so it's like i, I mean uh, it's so many different things like i think about stuff because you know the kids like they be... wouldn't leave us overnight no but if my but parents have to make a yeah. run to the store they said you watch your baby brother and you're responsible for this yeah right yeah you know yeah. but they ingrained yeah. they, that they... in you you were right. account- you were in ca- accountable mm-hmm. and if he got hurt you're gonna hurt <laughs> so, <laughs> so you make sure everything is okay I mean, my kids are about to be 10 next month. And I think about like when I was 10, like I was although I was all over the neighborhood. I was all over the neighborhood. Plus, there was no way to get a hold of me if they needed to. Oh, yeah. There was no phone. So you would have to go to your like the neighbor's phone if you wanted to call your parents and saying, well, you know what? We're going to the park or or something like that. That's right. I mean, I, I remember like riding my bike, you know, uh, you know, off to the elementary school, and that was not super close. There yeah, was one I, major I, street I that I would cross. At least a quarter of a mile to the pharmacy all the time just to get yep. comic books. Same here. We had, a corner, we had a corner convenience store. We would we would ride our bikes up there. We, you know, with any change that we happen to have, you know, buy candy, buy comics, stuff like that. Just hang out. Yeah, like, I can't imagine my kids doing that on their own, which like being able to do that on their own, which is a sad state of affairs. <laughs> so I well, totally they, 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 well, they were talking about like, you know, Gen X versus other generations. And I think that's one of our attributes is that our parents who were I think they were baby boomers. Yeah, they they wanted us to develop adulthood sooner and by by making us do more responsible things and teach us things 
they we knew we had to be on our own by a certain date <laughs> you know like yeah. we couldn't yeah. stay with our parents forever right <laughs> you know we 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 were a, have to pay our own car we have to buy our own gas Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes my parents would help with insurance, which I appreciated that, but you know, it but was all on, it was all on, count on us. That being the, like, it, it, Cause you're right. It was the same way with my, with like my parents, like if they were able to swing something to help me out, it was an unexpected, like, Oh my God, thank you so much. You didn't expect that they were going to do some of this, that stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, well my, like you... my dad sat me down and he said, um, this was in high school around my sophomore slash junior year. He's like, I, I can't pay for your school. You know, like same here. He's like, you have to do this. You have to find a way to pay for your school. Um, he said, the one thing I can give you is you can stay here as long as you go to school. So like mm-hmm. you, you don't I'm not going to kick you out of the house and you'll have to pay room and board. But he said keep that in mind for like what you can pay for. And so mm-hmm. like I I essentially got in-state tuition, full ride kind of stuff because my dad told me early enough, you know, I can't pay for you, you know, I'm not going to drop thousands of dollars <laughs> on your your education <laughs> i don't yeah, have it yeah. to give you right and i, I could appreciate See, that so i knew i had to i i knew i had to do it and my, even my dad with comic books like he knew i loved comic books like loved them loved them loved them and he got he's he he's responsible for creating the monster because he couldn't he couldn't buy comics for me we went to the dump to get them yeah so we went to the garbage dump with these covers and i just like would read all the stories and dispose of them like i would just oh i i'd get boxes and boxes of comic books because he would he told me to do that and he he told me early on he says you love all these comics he says you're gonna have to work to pay for them yep and sure enough i did i started mowing lawns and i was going to the comic store and buying you know way more comics than just one a month or something like that <laughs> you know it's it's funny because it's the same way that you know they they couldn't you know my parents were very straightforward with me too they said you know you gotta you know wherever you end up wanting to go uh, to, to college like get, you know you're gonna have to take out loans and stuff like that we just can't afford yeah and so even like so like now today as 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 a parent like we have a we've got a thing in New York I don't know if you have something similar similar in other states but like they're called 529s and basically you can invest um a certain you know you can invest money monthly whatever any amount that you know any amount of time that you want um and it's for you can do it for you know your children's college you know yeah and and so. We do that. My 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 dad has uh, set one up, and we did it early on. So you know they'll have a a nice amount in there, but I mean depending on where they want to go to college, you know that might pay for a, <laughs> could pay for a semester. By true, the time. true, true. <laughs> but if I mean? it, but, but if they they at least understand the concept of money early, like I think we yeah. did because we we knew oh. 
we we knew how much a dollar could buy in comics. Like, yeah. it, it it could buy us a stickle bu- bubble gum and maybe a couple comics, you know. So it's exactly. like we knew immediately the the value of money and how to conserve it. Like, yeah. if I spend this now, I won't be able to do this tomorrow. Like, mm-hmm. y- you learned it like immediately. Oh my so, god! So like are, it, that is a hundred percent true. That yeah. is so true. And, but anyhow, like so, like we've done but, some things but I for was, the kids. Yeah. But it, we're we're you know when I joke around with like my friends saying you know I want to retire soon or whatever, and then the somebody will say hey you know you've got ten year olds they're going to be in college in 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 eight eight or nine years. I'm like that is not going to be. <laughs> my problem <laughs> and i get you wouldn't believe some of the looks i get yeah no no, no but i i you're let, let, let me just say this like if i if i could go back in time and change anything i wouldn't because because i've gone through that i like no i i appreciate that my parents like taught me that instead of being like spoiled like i would always get it you know like it, i would be covered yeah the fact the fact that i had to earn it gives the fact that you have to earn it gives you an appreciation for something like i didn't appreciate it at the time yeah you don't at the time because and, you and know now, but now you, you know don't. some of your friends were going to arizona state or harvard because their parents had the money yep my dad was a fireman. Yeah, I went to the University the of Buffalo right here, state school, you know? Well, well, and... I did too, and I was blessed to live in New Mexico because in New Mexico, at least at the time, I don't know if it's the same anymore, if you graduated in the top 20%, you had a full ride to the University wow, of New Mexico. that's fantastic. Like not well, books, like but that, you had yeah. a four-year ride as long as you kept a 3.0 GPA. Mm-hmm. So like you – you knew that was something to strive for. You know, 20% is not high. And if you were in the top 10%, maybe it was 5%, you got a presidential, which means that that would cover books and some some room and board. That That's amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's just a different world. Uh, it, the reason why I even got on that – topic um is that we you know we were talking about the horror movies and stuff and it's like i think of some of the movies i saw by the time i was 10 like I, I, they they I, you know like i wanted i want to watch jaws like especially with zach i want to watch jaws with him but he's like oh i don't i don't know because it's it's scary you know? i saw i saw jaws at the theater <laughs> my parents took and me, i so. i didn't. <laughs> But I saw it when it came out on HBO shortly after, so I was probably like seven. Yeah. Because it came out in what, like seventy-five, I think. Yeah, and my parents took me to the show, and I've always was scared to enter the water. You know, like. <laughs> You're afraid to go back in the water. Yeah. <laughs> but then I'd watch Man from Atlantis, and I'd be like, "Oh, I want to get in the water and swim like him." <laughs> so it was a little different, but. Yeah. Yeah, I watched horror movies pretty young. Yeah. Like, I didn't watch, like, really, really crazy horror movies like, until I was probably Barb did. a young Barb did. Teenager. She watched them very, very young. Did she really, yeah? Yeah, she was watching, like, Blood Beach and all that. 
Motel Hell, and she was like seven or eight. You know, Mo- have you seen Motel Hell? I have. They yeah. make sausage out of people. Yes, they do. And they they like they plant, plant they plant they plant, they them, plant in the them out in the the garden. Yeah. And slit their throats and just let them go. <laughs> Farmer Vincent. <laughs> oh my God, that's right. That's and so I remember funny. his sister was the woman from Porky's. <laughs> was it Miss Ballbreaker? Yeah, she was. Miss Ballbreaker was was the sister so of Vin- Farmer Vincent. Hotel Hell. That is funny. Yeah, so she <laughs> she used to watch all that stuff. I I wasn't as young, but give me another two years and I was watching it. So yeah, yeah. oh, so funny. <laughs> Oh, the good old days, Mike. Yeah, it was a good time, that's for sure. Yeah, amazing. Well, you want to get down to some, some business? Yeah, sure. Okay, Um, if you want, I can talk about the movie that I watched yesterday. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so last night I was looking for something uh, maybe that I could talk about, and... uh. I watched uh, House, not the, the movie House, not the fun one with uh, the greatest American hero from from the 80s either. That I was don't know like if you a, ever saw that house. Ha, well, I saw a house that was a horror slash comedy. With Japanese? No. It was with then it was with the greatest American hero. Yeah, that house. Yeah, yeah I've seen that one too, and I like that one a lot. Um, this one was Japanese from 1977. Mm. And it is um, it's the 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 premise is this uh, uh it's summer vacation and the schoolgirl and her classmates um go to uh her her aunt's um country home for for summer vacation and it's a haunted it turns out it's a haunted house um all of the girls are named by their I guess attributes. So the main girl's name is Gorgeous, and there's uh, the other ones are like there's one called Kung Fu who's really she good. She knows at... Kung Fu. <laughs> exactly. There's Fantasy. She's always like daydreaming and stuff. There's Professor. Um, there's Melody. She plays music. Um, Max Sounds very is, manga. is the one that doesn't stop eating. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyhow, Gorgeous is the main character. Um, she, uh, it's, it's the end of school. The school is out and she goes back home. Her dad is, uh, her mom had passed away eight years prior and, um, her and her dad always go visit, um, this, uh, certain area, uh, for, um, during summer breaks, she's excited for that. And he comes home after a long business trip and says that, he, you know, he's got to talk to her about something and she's afraid that they're not going to be able to go. And he said, no, 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 we're going to go, but somebody else is coming with us and um he introduces her to his new um his his fiance and um so mm-hmm. so uh there uh it, you know he, she, he says you know here introduces her and says you know she's going to come with us you know we're going to be married this is going to be your new mom of course that doesn't go very well she's just used to being like taking care of 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 her dad on on her own and and you know they have they had a very close relationship, so she doesn't take this well. 
and uh, she decides on her own to write um, her mom's sister a letter that she hasn't seen since she was a little girl and you know to ask if maybe that she can come <clears throat> visit her and stay with her instead and uh, so uh, she gets the the letter back saying that, um, that from the aunt saying oh it'd be very nice to to see you again after all this time uh, you know I've been very lonely come and come and visit and then she ends up inviting all of her classmates when their plans um, fall through they were uh, to do something or other with one of the teachers as, as the guide and that that falls through so they all go and um shortly beforehand uh gorgeous uh encounters a stray cat which she names blanche which i thought that was a very funny name for a cat now, um, golden girls yes <laughs> and so she she takes blanche with her to um <laughs> to the country home um so uh, right away, uh, the aunt, she's in a wheelchair. She, she, it, it, you could tell that there's something very odd about her. Uh, she just doesn't act normal. And um, anyhow, she invites them to, uh, in, into the house and, you know, they, they look around. It's a beautiful old uh, house. And um, they had bought a, a watermelon from a, from a vendor along the way. And, uh, so they say, well, let's put it in the fridge until we're ready. The, the aunt says, oh, the fridge is broken. Go tie it up and drop it into the, into the well. That will keep it nice and, nice and cold and we'll bring, bring it up later. So they do that. Um, Blanche immediately jumps up on the, um, on the aunt's lap and acts like, like it belonged there. Um, and uh, so they, they, have, they have dinner and... Uh, they tell Mac to go and grab the watermelon for dessert. So she goes and um, unbeknownst to the, to the rest of the girls, uh, she actually starts, um, the, the wall kind of like come, comes to life and, and eats her. And um, they don't, they don't know where she is, why it's taken her so long. So finally one of the other girls, I don't remember which, um, Oh, it's, it was fantasy. She goes to um. She goes to see where Mac is, and she's looking around, and she goes to the well, and she starts pulling up, the uh, the watermelon. She's like, oh, I got here before Mac did. She pulls up the watermelon. Of course, it's not a watermelon anymore. It's Mac's head. So uh, she screams and 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 shouts and and runs back and and calls everyone back um out, saying that you know that she saw Mac's head in there. So they all go running. They pull the watermelon up. And it's just a watermelon. Um, so they think that she's just, you know, in her in her daydreams again. Um, so they get the watermelon out. They they slice it up. They're all starting. They're all eating it and stuff. And you see the ant eating it. And like fantasy, like kind of looks over and sees the ant eating it. And she kind of like smiles with her mouth like slightly open. And and there's an eyeball in her mouth, right? The implication is that they're all actually eating Mac's head and, and think that it's a watermelon. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> she gets freaked out. At one point, somebody says they're thirsty and, and gets a drink of water from the well, and they're not paying. They're not looking at the water at all. They're just kind of doing using the pump, and uh, the the water uh, the glass fills with with reddish liquid, and and without even looking, she starts drinking it and stuff. It's it pretty uh pretty gross, but um. 
anyhow, uh, you know, as as uh, the time goes on, like more and more crazy things are happening now. Suddenly the ants walking around and like, oh, I thought you were in a wheelchair. Oh, no, I, you, you girls are giving me more energy um, so I don't have to stay in my wheelchair. And um, and then, you know, one by one, the, the girls kind of uh, weird things start happening to them and um, they start seeing each other uh, getting uh, chopped up like Melody had been playing the piano and the piano ends up eating her and they go back and they see like different. It, it's not gross um like realistic um visuals of like the body parts they're like literally like they just filmed you know the whole body and then like on film just cut out those pieces and put them on another piece of film like that's like how it's how it's viewed so there's really no blood at all like they're just like these pieces just floating around yeah it, it, the way that this entire movie is filmed is very very odd very psychedelic very, very unusual way of filmmaking. Um, but anyhow, like uh, finally it's subtitles, you get the right? Yes, all subtitles. Uh, finally, so you get the impression. Did you that... did you watch it with um, voice in English dub, or did you watch uh, it just it, with the? I I read it. You read it, okay? The, yeah, it was all Japanese. Um, Is this in your top you get... in your book of one hundred movies or? It's not, but it's on my scratch-off poster. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so finally you get the impression that because uh, Gorgeous was um, looking, like just uh, basically getting ready for bed in front of the vanity mirror and stuff, and, and like the mirror like kind of like burst into flames. It looked like she burst into flames. And the next thing you know, like she's around, but you get the impression that like the ant has possessed her body. Mm-hmm. Um, she's acting very you know peculiar and stuff like that but anyhow like you know the girls one by one i think towards the end the only ones left were like kung fu professor and i think those were the last two maybe sweet i forget but anyhow one by one they 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 all ended up getting got 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 eaten up and um uh finally the soon-to-be stepmom comes to visit um at the end and sees um and sees gorgeous there, but it's, you know, not really her anymore. And then that's kind of like the, the end of the movie. So, you know, that all the girls, um, ended up being, being killed. Um, I think I honestly, I think I would have liked it more if it was filmed straightforward, like, because like, because of the camera work and stuff or what? Yeah. Like if it was, if it was filmed like a straight on like horror movie, yeah. Like this would have been like really freaky and disturbing and scary, but it was, it, it, I mean, you can even look on IMDb. It's considered horror and comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's, you know, straight, that's exactly how it was, you know, how it was intended, how it was filmed. It's very, very, it's just very odd the way that the whole thing was, was presented. Um, I would have liked it more if it hadn't been with, with those weird touches, but I mean, I'm still, still glad that I watched it. Um, it was definitely interesting. Um, you know, but again, it was, it was supposed to be filmed as if, you know, there was a lot of comedic elements to it as well as like the weird kind of disturbing horror stuff. Um, but you know, like I said, there's not any type of graphic violence or, or or even graphic displays, you know, anything that you see is not, is not very, um, 
is not very graphically de- depicted at all. Yeah. But it was it was. What was that on? Uh, HBO Plus okay. or Max, right? HBO Max, yeah. I wouldn't have expected it there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it is, but um, yeah, it, you know, it's uh, they they have a lot of they you know they have some new stuff on there, but they have a lot of the older some maybe they're just like Warner Brothers movies or something. Yeah, I, I want to watch The Last of Us or whatever that thing is called that show. Did you watch it? You said. I said I want to. Oh yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I want, I want, I want to watch that. Uh, I, I have to yeah. determine if Barb's gonna watch it or not. I'm still, we're still watching the boys together, so we're almost mm. done with that. Have you watched I, that? I haven't watched the the newest season, no. Oh man, it's it's on our <laughs> list. We're just so far behind on stuff. It is uh, borderline like <laughs> X in this one. <laughs> I've heard that it's just getting. It more like pushes, it pushes it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, before I cover my book, I wanted to ask you a question about DCBS. Oh. Okay. Uh, just, just to see how you do something. So, mm-hmm. like, you, you know, they cancel a lot of our books. Like, I think Phantom Stranger was canceled twice, and yeah, a bunch of stuff. How do they credit you? Do, do you pay right away, or do you just let it until they charge I, the card? I just, I just let it. And do you accumulate all those little credits? So this is what this is what I notice. Um, if you go, if you're in DCBS, yeah, and you go to the payment section, yeah, like they've pay they've charged me through one two January second. That was the last charge. Yeah. So what I see there is that the charge had been well actually that's not a good example i might have to go farther back um well just tell me an example so i can understand it okay so basically, I, I don't know i i don't know how they credit like i don't get it like do they credit the current so what i see is that let's all right i'm just going to use a, some just simple examples so let's say my bill is four hundred dollars Yes. Okay. But over that past, uh, since the last payment, they now need to credit me 75 bucks. Yeah. What I'll see on my actual charge card is not $400. I'll, I'll see 325. Oh, okay. So they'll. Like you can't see that by looking at the order history, but if you click the payments, that's how it looks on the payments. Okay. Cause I, right now, like if I go to like order history, I have over two hundred dollars worth of credit. So, and I what, what I, what I, would I want what I here's what I would like them to do, but they don't. Okay, the, 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 there's one thing I noticed is I did a pay now one time. You know, like I paid early. Yeah, you can you can pay right away. And yeah. if I paid early, <laughs> then it's it shows. Well, you have all these credits. Do you want to apply them? And oh. I I say yes, apply them. And then oh, I, it, that makes sense because you're manually you're paying. manually paying, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I let it ride out, it's so different. Like it's harder to track the value in the order form to the value that's on my charge card. Do you know yes. what I mean? Yeah. So like I, 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 told, I just I, totally I, I just wanted to ask that because this this bill I had hit like over, but I put the Phantom Stranger there. But my mentality was. But I ordered that twice, you know, like. Right, you're gonna get the money right back, and then you're gonna get it back anyway. 
mm-hmm. and it's going to be a wash. But then I ended up taking it off anyway. So, um, cause I, I gotta be more disciplined. Like I just, I gotta say, this is it. This is how much I'm going to spend. And I'm not going beyond that. And like, but, but it's the Phantom Stranger. I know it's a Phantom Stranger, but I can read the. Fa- I, I, I guess the idea is I have all the issues, so, you know, I, oh. I could just find them and merge them and read the whole thing, or I could which, go which on. Which is the... very different from me that I, I have like a limited series of Phantom Stranger, and I've got like three or four of the what 70s issues or whatever and that's well the probability of them canceling it again is pretty high <laughs> if they've done it twice <laughs> so, done it twice yeah, i don't know it's they're they're over two but i was just curious if yeah so if you if, if you, you just looked let it into that passively, yeah, just, they should apply it on the next payment i wonder how and they do that because you get you, you get charged that 400 <laughs> but later on it's in credited or what? Well, see, or what or I, it's a pending charge of that. It's a, it's a, so my new, my next payment hasn't gone through yet. Right. Yeah. So when they actually charge it, it shouldn't, they shouldn't charge me for the in, entire, that entire amount that I actually see that I owe the, like I'll give you the exact amount. So the next bill is $427. Yeah, but I've got ninety three, ninety five dollars in credit. So they should actually charge me when I see my on the credit card itself. I should see three hundred and whatever that is, like three hundred and thirty two dollars instead of four twenty seven. When they when the charge actually comes through, and that's what you've experienced by checking yes, it. I okay. have done that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's what I actually really experienced for real. That like if I actually look at my credit card bill, they're not charging me that what they actually show because they're taking into account the credit. Okay. So I sent them an email in the past and they have never said that directly because mm-hmm. I they just take care of it for me. Like I said, okay, I have like a hundred and you know, almost two hundred dollars worth of credits. Can you apply it to my latest charge and they do yeah when i ask them to do it and the first time last month i just hit pay now and i saw all the credits there and i was able to apply it because it might it might have changed it might have changed my my mind about the phantom i mean i i ended up cutting a, a couple things because i was at 900 which was i'm trying to be in the 700 range you know what i mean mm-hmm. I, I was at the 1400 range so I, i'm trying i try to cut that in half wow and that's, um yeah so 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 now i was 900 <clears throat> and i was like god damn that's a lot and i'm not gonna i i guess i was like i want to read let, let, let's say if i wanted to read the phantom stranger anyway i think what i'm gonna do is just ask for that for my birthday or something you know mm-hmm. and just just if that does come out, then then I'll get it through Amazon or, you know, somebody could give me Amazon credit or or, or buy it for me. And then I'll I'll say, OK, I got the Adam Strange. I mean, the Phantom yep. Stranger, because I, I love I do love the Phantom Stranger. And those those stories are so badass with like Dr. 13 and stuff. And I, I just adore. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. But he's one, he's I, one of I, my favorite. But um. I totally understand your point. I mean, the other thing you could do is just read it digitally, right? If you wanted to. 
Yes, they don't have it all though. Oh, okay. Um, they, they they have a good well. May, they might put more of it once it's all put together. You probably um, will, the, right? The, the I I would hope so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I I that's one. Like I've I've been trying to cut back on the collected editions just because of space and cost of storage unit and stuff like that. But it's um. There's some that like I have like the the one that was really hard this month that I really wanted to do. Well, the Defenders Omnibus was solicited last month, so that worked out to my favor, even though it was in this month's Marvel previews. Mm-hmm. But the Amazing Spider-Man Volume Four Omnibus came out, <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I I I'm a sucker for those omnibuses that if you know for Fantastic Four or for Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man. for sure. But, you know, uh, um, what was I just going to tell you? I, you just reminded me of something, but I don't remember. I don't know. I lost it. That's okay. okay. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> let me get back to uh, what I what I read. Um, th- this was I I read this on a digital. I don't actually own these, but uh, one of the services I have. One of the things I'm doing now is I'm keeping track of my digital reading to, to make sure I'm getting my value on, on the service that I paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the DC one's a no brainer cause I, I use it a lot. That one's, but I have to like monitor the Marvel and the, the comiXology unlimited. And, um, they had, uh, some grim fairy tales and I, I, I do love my grim fairy tales a lot of them call it, you know, cheesecake, and it's there's no substance, but there is a lot of substance. This universe is very continuity-driven, and everything builds on itself. And um, I read a, a a series called Call of of Wonderland, and uh, mm. it it was really, really, really good. Like it was only four issues. Um, David Wickelini. The, the I, I I like um. I like how they um. Have like a right. The way they work is they have like five people come up with the story. Like and most of them are owners in the company, so they'll like come up with the story and then one of them will write the story. And then they have an artist. Well, this Call of Wonderland mixes um, H.P. Lovecraft craft with what is it, C. Lewis or whatever from yeah. Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it it really made for a really interesting story. Um, it it starts off with uh, a girl going to the library. She's like college student. She's going to the library and. There's a bunch of guys there. Oh, I'll show you a good time, baby. You know, like <laughs> you're, she, they don't won't, don't won't let her go into the library, but she does get past them. She goes to the library and the librarian's there and she says, you know what? I have a new book. It, it's a diary of H.P. Lovecraft. I'm not going to let you check it out, but it's there. You learn that the librarian that's there is the uh, Queen of Spades. So in the previous series... The Queen of Hearts died, and I think it's called a Jabberwocky or whatever. If you've read 
Alice in Wonderland, you'll know what I'm talking about. The Cheshire Cat, the, T, the Mad Hatter, and the there, there's all kinds of different characters. But the Jabberwocky is kind of like this weird creature that uh, kind of rules Wonderland. And uh, Alice had uh, defeated the Jabberwocky, and the Queen of Hearts was a villain, and she died. And this series follows that. So she she gives her this book and then it starts to go into like the diary of H.P. Lovecraft, which is fascinating because he's in a world where monsters really do exist. Like he wasn't writing fiction. <laughs> this stuff was really, really there. And, and there, there were some interesting characters in there um, because there was like one character that would kidnap children and throw them and feed them to this like mirror so he could maintain his immortality. And then there was like another Cthulhu-like creature that came alive and and fought stuff. But anyway, she finds, she has this weird incident in the library where monsters come alive and she's like, "I is is this reality or what, what the hell's happening? So she grabs the, the, the diary, starts running as, as the, the library has been closed and she goes to her apartment while avoiding all these creatures like these Cthulhu like creatures. And she finds a card inside of that, that diary that has a tattoo artist. Well, there's a tattoo artist that's that tattoos people and she's tattooing a, a woman. She has like this really intricate Cthulhu looking creature on her back. And like these, these dogs that have like these, predator faces on her on her calf muscle and all this weird stuff and those tattoos come alive when she arrives there and the tattoo artist and um the girl that has the diary they're like this this shit is real holy crap and they they have to like grab an axe and knives and they end up fighting these creatures that have detached themselves from the girl that ha has tattoos, they behead her essentially. <laughs> so when the the camcorder in the tattoo parlor records it, there's no monster. <laughs> so the detectives <laughs> are looking at these two women that just beheaded this 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 young girl with tattoos and chopped her head off, chopped her legs off, and all this stuff. And now the detectives are after her, after them. But what it looks like is that the the one blonde girl that was in the library is going to become the new Queen of Hearts. And the tattoo uh, parlor woman is also going to go into Wonderland. So it, it kind of ends like that where they're on the run. And uh, there's a series that I started now. Uh, which is the the detectives that are trying to figure out who these two women are because every, all the evidence points these guys are murderers we got to capture them they're not really murderers though <laughs> <laughs> so so and then in and all that chaos there's the red knight who's coming from wonderland and is trying to break the barrier to kill that librarian <clears throat> So uh, the Red Knight existed from the previous series, and he's out there also to 
to cause chaos and on earth um and there's there's entities that don't want him to be on earth because it'll open up a portal essentially that shouldn't be opened to wonderland but uh yeah it was really 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 good and the art was like usually their art on the cover does not match the interiors because their cover artists are, are pretty damn awesome yeah um but for this particular series the interiors were just beautiful man they were oh, awesome, awesome looking yeah cool. yeah so i enjoyed it quite a bit um you read the if, whole thing yeah it was four issues um mm-hmm. a matter of fact i i i'm I, I went and googled like okay if i want to read wonderland in order you know, what do I have to read? Because I read Alice in Wonderland first, and that one spawned this this trail into all these other comics. And yeah. this, this series didn't even have Alice in it. You know, <laughs> it was all about the Queen of Spades and um, the Cthulhu-type uh, creatures. But, uh, yeah, I, God, it was so good. Like, it was really good. It's awesome. And it, it was in 2012, so it made the cut. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Um, we're getting to the point where it's like, like, how are, how are these things eligible for, um, for retro? Like when, like when me and, um, Chris covered the, uh, new 52. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it seems like that was five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, this uh, Xenoscope Xenoscope stuff does too. Yeah. And um, every time I read, like I get into that world, that's why I'm starting to read it in order. You know, I wanted to read the chrono in chronological order because it's world building. <clears throat> and the the way the the Xenoscope world works is there's like four different realms, so. And all those realms are like attached to Earth. It's kind of like uh, the Norse god stuff. Oh, uh huh. You know how Middle Earth is kind of in that tree. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like what the Grim Fairy Tale universe is. Hmm. But it's really interesting. I, if you get an opportunity like Femforce and you find a a Xenoscope book, um, it, it's worthwhile getting into. You know, just checking it out. Yeah, for sure. I, I I really have not read hardly anything. Maybe a couple of the horror ones. Like well, I can't remember. They yeah, had a possession, horror. and there was a couple of horror stuff. The Tales a, of the... T- Tales of Terror was good. I think that that's what it was. That's that like the Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've read some of some of that, but that's that's pretty much all that I've read. Yeah. Um, for for any of that stuff, so I I, I really um have a lot that I could, I could, um, they have a lot on the app. That's for sure. Um, what, I, what I, is that? I, I, yeah. Comixology unlimited. That was like four ninety nine or five ninety nine a month. Yeah. But, um, I buy most of it and their model has changed significantly. They're, they're, they're doing a bunch of one shots now. And, oh, you mean Xenoscope in, in yeah, general? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In general, they went from like series to, Let's do this five ninety nine, six ninety nine book, which combines like three issues, mm. 
and uh, they're, they're, they've been going on that model for about a year. So they're kind of like done in one story. It's like you'll get one of those and you'll be able to read a whole story. But uh, it hasn't had a, any type of even mini-series in I don't know how long. They just keep doing one shot. They must, they must be doing pretty good, though, because like, they've existed for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I, I would be curious on how they they work their stuff, just like I am with FemForce. Like I'm fascinated. FemForce is going to hit issue 200. Like it's still <laughs> it's still happening. Like this month's preview the previews has FemForce 200. Yeah. And that's always good. Like that's that's a continuity world too. Like you wouldn't think it would be. Oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah, it's got so much layers of stuff. It's pretty interesting mm-hmm, for sure um yeah so I'll, I'll do my next one um <clears throat> so uh as you know i've been um going through and trying to finish off the dazzler series so i have one more of dazzler uh to talk about today um overall i really have not been very high on on the series um especially since it uh, they moved her out to um, <clears throat> to L.A. from New York, and that was probably around the time that Danny Fingeroff um, came off the series, and he, he he was the writer from the beginning. And since then, they kind of almost had like writer of the of the month. Um, not a lot of um, stability with with that series. Um, it, it seems like they try to reverse this um, trend with the uh, issue I'm going to uh, discuss today, which is um, issue number 38. And after having, um, like just like I said, just different writers, practically every single issue, um, this is Archie Goodwin's um, and first uh, crack at her, and uh, he continues the series from this issue um, until the end uh five issues later at 42 so um didn't didn't run for much longer but um i have to say this issue in particular uh i enjoyed uh a whole lot a whole lot more than i have the past maybe six or seven um and we open up in a cd bar in uh san francisco what, and, one, uh, one, one quick distraction because I, yeah. I, I want to know how you feel about it because it's so off the wall. Um, are you enjoying that Exterminator series? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I have never enjoyed Jubilee so much. <laughs> it's, no, but it's her, her, her wise ass, like, has she always been a wise ass, or is they like making her extreme? No, it's it, extreme. Everything's extreme in, in this one for sure. I mean, yeah, but her, constantly the like, way she writes cracks at boom boom and stuff. The way she writes her dialogue, uh, especially towards boom boom, I yes. absolutely love. Like I, I just, <laughs> I love it, and I love how like Dazzler's the adult and she's the one that caused all this. Like. Yeah, the, she's caused this war with the vampire nation because she was dating a vampire. <laughs> no, it's very entertaining. It's a very, it's it's totally an off the wall, different tone. It, 
of, that, that's of what, storytelling. That's why I, I, cur- I was it's curious because it's so off the wall, but the dialogue is just so crisp. Yeah, no, I, I, I've been <laughs> and controversial. It a like, lot. there's like golden showers and all kinds of crazy talk. <laughs> yeah, they're not pulling punches. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been enjoying it. I really mm-hmm. have. <clears throat> yeah, not to distract you from the retro no, piece, fine. but I, she is in that that series. So yeah, she's yeah, she's the 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 catalyst for the story, so to speak. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So for this one. Like I said, it starts uh, in, in this bar in um, San Francisco, and uh, it, you know, just uh, everyone's hanging out, and somebody notices that there's this weird, wild uh, animal uh, uh, that just put its front paws up on the bar itself. Um, uh, the, the dialogue or, the, or the, the captions rather say that some will later claim that it was a small bear, others will claim that it was a very large timber wolf. But in any case, uh, right now, nobody's thinking about that because they're all running for the exits. Um, <clears throat> so as this one particular guy uh, runs for the exit, the uh, rope comes down from the rooftop, grabs him by the arm and and neck, and, the, and somebody pulls him up. It's a bounty hunter that um, this, this guy that he caught uh, skipped bail, and, um, and this guy is uh, like a bail bondsman i guess that you know he tracks on people who skip bail and brings them back uh so that's what he's doing and his partner is this weird looking wolf creature um i mean it's not like a half man or anything it's definitely an animal um and they get in the he throws him in the car next to in between himself and the wolf creature and they drive off and uh as they're driving he gets a um, call on his cb saying that they've got another um uh, another uh, case for him uh, for a very special bonus, um, and and it's actually a say you know after you drop this guy off, um, you know go on this case. And that's the last that we see of of this guy at the beginning of it. Um, we immediately transition um, to uh, another area, in, or I'm sorry, that was San Francisco. So we transition to San Diego in a beautiful hotel. And you see that um, a larger guy is is sunbathing and a shorter guy is marching towards him saying, vacation's over, Petey, time to get to work. And you quickly see that this is Wolverine and Colossus, and they are there to track down Dazzler. So you're trying to figure out, as as a reader here, uh, this does not jive at all with anything that had happened in the previous issue so i'm trying to play catch up trying to figure out what exactly is going on why are they trying to track down dazzler um now we uh transition to a different motel and um you see that their lounge act is dazzler um she is working out and the owner of the um of the lounge uh comes to her and says listen like you know you're can you you know you need to be more available to the the patrons, the patrons during, you know, after your, your sets and stuff. And she's like, you know, read my contract. Uh, you know, I'm on time for every rehearsal. I'm on time for every, um, every performance. And I don't cut any of them short, but the rest is my time. It's like, well, you know, we've got some big, 
big shot spenders, you know, here, some people that are connected, you know, even some people connected to the mob, you know, some of them want to, you know, they want to, you know, cozy up to a, to a mutant, a real mutant. We need to oblige them. And she's like, I don't, you know, I don't think so. And, and you know exactly what he's talking about here with cozying up. And um, so he's got his like enforcer next to him that basically says, you know, I didn't want to have to do this, but you know, uh, you, you, he's like, you know, you gotta, you, you, you gotta, you, his name's truck, he's like truck. You gotta get her to, to see, see what we're talking about. So he comes right up to her, grabs her by the arms and says, come here. When I, when I work close, when I talk and she just lets off a huge blast, like right from her, her entire um, body and just totally stuns him. He falls, falls over and, um, the owner starts getting really, really nervous, and uh, she kind of shocks him with some like blue light, and uh, he goes running out. Somebody uh, starts clapping, and she turns around surprised, and it's Wolverine in costume, and he starts chasing her down. Um, and they're they're like destroy, like they're destroying this this motel, <laughs> like she's like shooting off blasts that are destroying the equipment in the in the work workout room, and like he's like clawing at and destroying like the side of a wall and i mean it's like insane the amount of damage they're doing but she she goes running out problem is uh colossus is blocking the door in this whole armor form so she goes bouncing backwards but she shoots out a um a blast and and while he's momentarily stunned she uh dives between his legs and gets out and uh he shatters the ground outside <laughs> and uh she grabs a, a hose that was filling up the, the pool and, and kind of whips it around his leg and trips him and he falls into the pool and she goes running away. Wolverine comes running out and, you know, tells Colossus, get out of the pool. We got to track her down. And um, then we, we flash back. So now we can finally figure out, okay, what's going on here? And um, we see that uh, what had happened basically is we know that from the graphic novel that <clears throat> Dazzler has uh, been outed as a mutant and, uh, you know, she's been pretty down on her luck. She had called the X-Men to kind of get some retraining. She needs to hone her skills. Um, not, she doesn't want, again, she doesn't want to be a permanent superhero, but she needs to um, be able to protect herself. So, she asks the X-Men for some, some, for some training. So she comes back um, to the mansion and uh, she gets run through all sorts of danger room obstacle courses, both um, automatic and with the other members of, of the X-Men to actually, uh, you know, kind of like hone her skills. Everyone seems to be down with that except for Wolverine. And uh, Wolverine's big thing is that, you know, they're, all, they're in this life and um committed uh, to what they do and and she just you know she wants to stop by for a little bit and then while her showbiz career is in the dump and then and then you know goes and and then she wants to leave again and uh he's he's not he's not willing to really do that he doesn't think that she uh takes this seriously so she's he's not interested everyone is is basically trying to convince him that she's got the talent and the skills she just needs to hone them um, and he's not, he's not interested. So it actually shows one of the sessions that they had and 
um, you know, she was uh, up against uh, many of the um, the X-Men holding her own. And then finally, um, you know, she kind of pulled her punches with Wolverine and Wolverine did not. And actually she's in a protective uh, suit of armor and he actually sliced the, uh, the front of the armor um, or right like off her. And so, you know, that was not, if we weren't, we weren't training, you'd be dead because you, you held back, you know, you don't have what it takes. And um, <clears throat> finally, uh, she's, you know, she, she thanks the X-Men at the end and says, thanks so much. And, um, you know, I appreciate all that you've done and, and Wolverine's still on her case. And finally she's like, listen, um, she's like, I, I don't want any of you to doubt that I can make it on my own. So let's settle this way. Like why you guys can come out and, track me down on your own as a surprise don't tell me ahead of time come after me and if i don't pass what how you feel i should do then you know then then you know i'll come back and you know uh, st stick it with you st you know stick with you guys but if you feel like i've actually earned it then you know you know that then i've passed your test so uh professor x says okay that sounds that sounds good and um and Wolverine is like, the, you know, there's no way you're going to pass this test. Uh, Professor X actually says, you know, I've got some tips for you, a couple suggestions. And then we flash back to the present with, um, with Wolverine breaking through the window of her motel room and Colossus breaking through the door of her hotel room from two opposite sides. And you see Dazzler now in this blue um, uniform her new uniform with a starburst on her chest and the bandana it was designed by Professor X to actually enhance and store her the sound waves and focus her light as well. So she immediately uses that um, to kind of distract both of them and then she, she runs out onto the parking lot. Um, Logan thinks that, you know, she's not taking it seriously, constantly keep running. And Colossus sees that, no, she's making sure that she's away from any innocent bystanders so no one actually gets hurt. So uh, they meet her out at, at the pier, uh, and it's uh, one particular pier has been condemned, it's going to be demolished, and uh, that's where they start um, fighting. So well, uh, Colossus uh, pulls this huge log out from the pier and throws it directly at um, at uh, Dazzler now, Colossus more, thinks that she's more than capable, but um, you know they weren't willing to have Wolverine just go out on her own um, to track um, Allison down. So Colossus um, was was constrict, constricted, conscripted, sorry, to go with him, um, and he's not pulling any punches simply because that's what um, Dazzler had requested. So he starts getting nervous because. <laughs> The log is going right at Dazzler, and Dazzler's not moving. And, and briefly thinking, oh my God, what have I done? But at the last instant, she shoots a thin laser blast, cutting the log into and landing, um, you know, on either side of her, past her. And she then she doesn't stop there, but she blasts the back end of of the pier. So now they're trapped out on this wood that's now starting to collapse on itself, and Colossus falls in the water. Um, Wolverine, being more dexterous, was able to jump <clears throat> back onto land. Um, she uh, kind of, or actually, he jumps up on on one of the nearby ships, 
and uh, she is is on the uh, near side of the pier and uh, says, okay, you might make it a leap, but you're not going to, she's like, you can't outrun my light bolt and I'm going to nail you cold. Classes um, uh, jumps up from the water and actually grabs her um, and starts constricting his arms and, and she's losing her, her breath, but she uses light beams out of her own eyes directly into his eyes and totally blinds him. And he in shock lets go and she manages to climb out of the water to see um, that Wolverine's there waiting. And um, he uh, deploys his claws, but she uses as much light as she possibly can. But he starts, he, he moves in closer, close enough to her and says, you know what, you blew it. You, you let me close enough to, to slash you with my claws. And she's like, nope. And immediately the light goes away and there's just a pinprick of light on her finger and she slashes. And just like he did to her cot, to her armor in the danger room, she slashes his uniform, but no further than that. And she says, is that real enough for you? Or should I shaved your chest? And he stares long and hard and then lunges and like, you should have taken me out. And um, he lunges for her only for a, a beam of red energy to, to hit him and knock him backwards. And it was, Coloss or it was Cyclops watching this whole thing in the background and saying, nope, listen, he, uh, she's like sort of laying you out so we could enjoy how long it takes your mutant healing ability to work. She's proved enough. And, um, and so he was shocked that Cyclops was there. Cyclops was currently uh, um, taking a hiatus from the X-Men. He's living with his new wife, Madeline, in Alaska. However, he took a brief break to fly, fly down to San Diego to be referee here. And he pronounces that Allison is more than past um, a her test and that um, she definitely has what it takes to, to be on her own. We do a quick little interlude before the end of the issue. We see that bounty hunter from the beginning, um, now in LA, um, taking this case. And of course, as we can probably guess, he's been hired to track down Dazzler. And he's being um, fronted a, an amazing amount of money, getting half of it in advance. Um, they're at a rest, or no, they're in an office, sorry. And he's being handed the money, and they say, okay. Um, he said, all right, I like the challenge. I will, I will track her down. As he leaves, you see the old man that's giving her the money. I don't know what this means because I haven't read anymore, but the guy is saying, you know, I'm certain you'll, you know, you'll be able to keep her quite busy and speed us at last towards the beginning of the end, which is all well and good, but you see his hands. You only see his hands now on the desk. His hands are like dis disintegrating, like, like almost like pink sand, like he's just turning into dust. And I don't know what that means or who he is or why that is, but it definitely makes me very excited to read the next issue, which uh, if I'm being honest, I, I, I haven't really been digging the, the past few issues of, of Dazzler. So I'm very excited now to, to read the rest of this by Goodwin because uh, I, I thought this issue was, was really, really good, really well done. So are you saying you enjoyed it initially and then it hit a few issues where there were rotating teams and you didn't like it and now you're liking it again that's exactly it and i should yeah. i should i should make a point to say that the artist was paul chadwick i said who the um the writer was but yeah i mean that's exactly it um 
you know, it, it was um, – why does it say that Tom DeFalco was the writer? He was not the writer at the beginning of this. It was Danny Fingeroff. I'm looking in our database. Uh, well, maybe it was it was DeFalco at the beginning, and then Fingeroff came on and, and six and lasted for a while. Maybe that's what – yeah, that's exactly what it was. Sorry. So, um, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, I, I really liked her New York setting. I liked the fact that they were – throwing some guest stars in there, getting her into the, like, the community. I liked the fact that, you know, that she had those ongoing subplots going on with her, her dad and, and her grandmother, um, learning who her mother was, um, learning she had a half-sister. Um, the angel was like a, a, a supporting uh, character. And then she went to L.A. with her, with her half-sister. Um, they very quickly parted ways and since that that time I've we haven't heard once from anyone in her family back in New York from her band that she had in New York everything's just gone and I, I really there hasn't been any consistency whatsoever since any of that happened um, and and I can see that it really really suffered because of that um, but this issue was was really, really good. I'm wondering if by the end we'll hear anything at all about, like, what, you know, any type of reconnection with her family members or if that's just done with. But, yeah, this is this was really good. Cool deal. Sounds good. I've, I've read uh, a good portion of that. I like Dazzler, though, because it's such an odd title, especially those early issues. Those are the ones I remember. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I, I, I always I find it very interesting. Like if you would take somebody that you know is a comic fan for sure, but maybe doesn't know quite as much as you know somebody like you or or me or whatever, and say you know who you know name the first mutant who had their own ongoing series. Everyone's gonna say, well, well, yeah, Wolverine. It's Wolverine. No, it's Dazzler. <laughs> Dazzler was the first mutant with the heroes. Which yeah, is so right. odd, right? You would never think there'd be Dazzler. No, the, that's not true. Why? It's Submariner. Well, yes, true. But you know <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> but uh, the contemporary... Yeah. Well, they, they sort of uh, retro put him as a mutant, didn't they? Well, they never had the term mutant back in the 40s. Well, I know in the 40s, but he had that ongoing series that lasted a long time in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, I don't know that he was called Because he, he was Tales then. from Astonish, and then he went directly into his new ongoing. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they, call, if they referred to him as a mutant at all until the... I know they, I know they did the for Burnham. sure in the mutant... In, in uh, the John Byrne run. That's, yeah, that might have been. That's what I remember, but I don't know if it was all retro, you know, like. Right. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I, I don't think that that's the first time they referred to him as a mutant, but that might be the, his first series where they already knew that he was a mutant. I'm not I'm not sure. But is he really a mutant? I, I thought it was uh, a human and uh, an Atlantean having sex. 
Yes, but then he he's a mutant because he's got those wings on his ankles. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he can yeah, fly. Gotcha. Like no no human or Atlantean can or Atlantean fly. can do that. That's true. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. That's that's interesting. I I'll have to Google that. Like when did he become a a mutant? A mutant. Yeah, when he was considered a mutant. Yeah. Well, my last uh, book is uh, a John Byrne book. It is from Charlton with a 25 cent cover price. And it was roughly, I think, 1976. Yeah, 1976. And it's Doomsday Plus One. Oh. And uh, I I only own two of these issues. I own issue one and I own issue five. And I read issue five. And it's pretty, it gives you a good prologue. And like if you were a first time reader, like, what happened is there was uh, this villain named uh, Rykos who basically set upon a nuclear war between Russia and the United States. Mm. And in space, there was a bunch of people on a, a Saturn six rocket that were in space when this whole nuclear war happened his name was Captain Boyd Ellis. He was an Air Force pilot. His fiancée, Jill Malden, and a young Japanese physicist, Ikea Yoshida. And later on, they found a fourth member, but he was uh, in, ice, in Greenland in melting ice, kind of like Captain America. <laughs> he was a barbarian uh, named Kunu. And... Uh, it, they they unfroze him from the ice cap and he became like their muscle bound friend and uh, in this one they're just searching for life like everything in New York is devastated and destroyed and they're trying to come back to Earth and find people and try to start civilization again well they run into a guy that's like a sergeant um who they try to talk to when they're intercepted and they're captured. It sounds like it's going to be a peaceful thing, but it's not. Well, it turns out this Sarge guy, um, when, when all this war happened, he killed all the officers. So like he killed all the officers and then the, the two remaining officers sort of like just submitted to him. And there's just these three guys now and they're not good people. But they capture them and they imprison the two guys. So they imprison um, the pilot and the barbarian and they tie them up. And they say, wow, man, we have women we can breed with. So they they have these two women and they have them. They're smart women. So they say, oh, let's let's go along with this, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, they get in these fancy dresses and um for them and they're like oh yeah we'll have sex with you and as soon as they get the opportunity they make a run for it and they take off and they go to the the plane and uh that gives the opportunity for the the barbarian and the captain to uh to sort of fight back which uh gives them the upper hand and they're able to defeat them but <laughs> this guy's so angry that they got away that he he pretty much blows up the rest of New York um, trying to kill 
uh, the, them as they're flying away, and he he essentially killed himself. So and the three the 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 two guys that were with them, because they launched another nuclear missile, they armed it, and it it blew up, right like in the atmosphere right above them because it wasn't maintained well. Like even the guys that were with the Sarge, they told them, don't launch it. This thing is not ready to launch. It's not ready. And they launched it anyway, and they blew up. They blew themselves up, essentially. And uh, <laughs> they got away. But what, what it is is kind of like a a pocket of, the you know, these four individuals that are trying to find uh, humanity um, on Earth. And they're not running into luck because of the post-apocalyptic nature of it. Sounds good. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I, I I like it. I uh I've always liked John Byrne's art. He he didn't write it. He was just the artist. Uh, uh, Joe Gill was the writer. Mhm. So, I think Sounds this might have been like one of John Byrne's early 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 works. You know, he went back to there's a Doomsday Dot one. The IDW did about ten years ago. One. Let me see if I have that. And that and that he wrote and and drew, and it sounds like it's the exact same type of story. Doomsday dot one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this one too. Yeah. I got this series actually from Joe. I haven't read it yet though. It's only four issues. I, I don't think I read it either, but I have it, so... But it sounds like it's pretty much the same. Like, maybe he, he redid it on his yeah, own. Yeah, I think it's... I think his, he's revisiting it, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, or he's rewriting the story. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I've got, I've got one more, but... Um, before I, I, I do, I just wanted to um, push your buttons about um, that you didn't really save the comic book industry. Yeah, I didn't because I just decreased it. Matter of fact... Uh, Was it that tweet that you were referring to, though, when you said sometimes you don't have the energy? Which tweet? You didn't see that guy's... The, um, oh, the guy's which, response? Yeah. Yeah, I just don't. I'm not. He's not worth my time. It, that's 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 my that's you know and it's, our it, it's, usually, there that, it's it's usually people that don't follow me anyway do you like know a, what i mean like yeah. they don't know me They're, that that's 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 the the store that's the guy andy who i was getting the bad bad idea comics from oh really yeah I, that's why I said, maybe, do you want me to respond? Because I'd love to respond. You know what? Doesn't I didn't know it was the, industry. I didn't know it was the same guy. It's the same guy. It's like, I wanted to write, you know, what doesn't help the comic book industry when you order a ton of bad idea books, but then you never get never them get because the them. guy won't tell you which, which ones they have waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, that's what that doesn't, doesn't help the comic doesn't book industry. Help the industry. <laughs> he's, he's literally the only reason. Or at least the main major reason why I didn't get the second wave bad idea. <laughs> I never got the first finish. Got the first wave. Oh, I did not know that. I did that's not him. know you, that's it him. was the same guy. Yeah, like I, I, I knew it was a guy in California that owns a comic store. Yeah. And I, I think I met this guy, but he looks different. At least in 
like I, I clicked on his profile and he didn't look the same. <laughs> so I was Isn't... just like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna waste my time with this guy. He doesn't understand no, nor, econo- nor, economics at all. So it's nor, like... nor, nor should you. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I saw that he's in Buffalo for the game today. Yeah, he's from. And I almost, I almost responded back saying, "Oh, as long as you're in town, do you want to stop by and give me my bad idea comics?" Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's like uh, sometimes it's just not worth it. No, it's not. No, it's, but it's, young, it's, younger it's, Mike, it's, about six years, you know, like five years ago, even I would have yeah. been all over this guy. I know, but it's but like, just like, like you I, said, I'm it's too, just a waste uh, of time. It's just a waste of my time. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's yeah. just it, it, as soon as I when I saw who it was that were, I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, he doesn't know you. No, he doesn't. For, for him to go ahead and write that to you, first of all, he doesn't even know who you are, what you buy, how yeah. much you buy. Like, uh, all the stuff that you've bought in the past. He doesn't know anything about you. Yeah, and your first instinct is like, well, I'm going to write something. And then I, as i gotten older, I'm like, mm-hmm. is it really worth it? Is it going to really know. mean anything? And it's like, it's no. just not worth it. So stupid. Yeah. I couldn't believe that, but anyhow, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's kind of funny. I I didn't put two and two together. I saw your oh. response, <laughs> but I didn't know I didn't know it was like the same guy. Well, he just pissed that pissed me off when I saw that. Yeah. I'm like, he doesn't know what I. I think. Well, he, he initially pissed I'm... pissed me off too, and I I I know, um, like I I I I, I don't know I. There's there's people that say DCBS is bad, but it's not. It, mm-hmm. it it's just like its own store. It's just an online store. So it's, and you know no, what? There's no difference. And he was providing online service to you, shitty. So there there you go. <laughs> Barry. Yeah. Barry. That, that's what I would really like to say is well well at least DCBS provides good online service. I know exactly. one store in California that was supposed to ship bad idea comics to somebody and did a really <laughs> shitty job of it. <laughs> it. It's just it's just it's yeah I, I I'm just you know I have my own issues obviously and for and the, for the fact that you know he. That he's got his own take on something. Yeah. He knows nothing about you in terms of context. Oh, no, he doesn't. He doesn't know me. He can just me. write something like that with, in a vacuum. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking he, about. He, he probably – well, no, he, he, he knows people that I know, like you and mm-hmm. Martin and a couple other people. Yeah. But because he probably – it's, it's the yeah, Valiant. It's, a, it's, it's, the the valiant, valiant it's a Valiant connection, but he doesn't know – like he never listened to the Valiant podcast, I don't think. No. He listened to maybe Val, uh, Martin's Valiant. I'll podcast. be honest, he probably he might not have listened to any podcast at all. It might yeah. just be from Valiant. Because yeah, so, so yeah, I I, I don't know, but yeah, I didn't I didn't put two and two together. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. But uh, um, just 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 to let you know that. If you ever want to credit yourself, you can do a pay now option, which I just did. Yeah, that is interesting. And though. all of the charges come up, and you can like select the check boxes. So for the I, credits, I, I actually lowered my bill to like five eighty nine with with all the credit. Bar, you should show Barb. Barb's gonna like want to take your temperature and see if you're feeling yeah. okay. <laughs> but 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 I could have left all that stuff on there. 
Yeah. And I would have been okay. I, I would have still hit, you know, whatever oh limit yeah, I would have. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It just, That's all crazy. those credits were there and they, they were not. So I'm going to do that more often. I'm just going to say credit myself because it's immediate. Yeah, I, I get charged early, but they're going to, <clears> if I want to add something to my cart later on, they yeah. can charge my credit card again and do the other thing. It's just a way for me to get my credits applied earlier, I think. Earlier, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'm trying to, I'm honestly trying to, like, uh, I'm trying to get, like you were trying to get down, I'm probably trying to get down to about, ideally, like 250, which is yeah. very, very low. Um, I, there's I'm, there, I'm, there's I'm things trying. I miss, like I... I miss Star Wars, and I I sort of went out of that, and I mm -hmm. missed uh, I I missed the epic collections and stuff. But I'm I, I, when I when I when I always go back to uh, okay, can you read all this? <laughs> you know, I start asking myself the questions, and then it's more acceptable. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just like I it's not that I don't want to. I I, I do. I know, but you do have to think longer term now too because it's like what do you what what are you going to do what am with i going to do with things? all of it yeah and then and then if if you end up passing before barb what is she going to do with all that crap yeah you know Burn it. <laughs> yeah have the world's biggest spot <laughs> you'll be up there watching no <laughs> I guess at that point I won't care. No, but, I know. Uh... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking, you know, I was talking to one of my friends and saying the same thing. It's like, you know, I mean, my at this point, you know, it's obvious my kids aren't interested in this. Like, yes, I can give it, I can leave it to them to sell. But yeah, you know what a pain in the ass that is. Yeah, you it'll take a long time because if you do it right, you have to sell it in pockets, you know. Right. So you know, I mean, yeah, I could, you know, the ones that I, I can have like the valuable ones set aside to, you know, and tell them, like, you know, sell these, you know, apart, and then the rest just, I guess, you know, load off. But yeah, are they interested? I mean, it's too, they're too young to really get a good answer from them right now. But like. Is there anything that they really want to have to deal with? I, I don't know that it is. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Mike, I'm, I'm, I am trying to cut back. I, I went back down to and uh, I, I guess bi month bi-weekly uh, I, I thing for DCBS. Yeah, I, I just – do you still have the DC app or do you have not? No, I have no apps anymore. You have right no now. apps, okay. Because yeah. that one is just like a month off. I, I – see, that, and, and that's – Right now, I'm 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 still at like I'm trying to figure out how do I. I can't, I can't do it yet. I can't. But I but I I'm, I'm, I'm actually no I'm actually reading. Almost all the X Men titles. Mm -hmm. On the app, in other yeah. words, I'm not getting physical copies. Like I I'm going through the motions on Marauders just because I, I want to know there. those yeah. characters. Mm -hmm. I'm not enjoying it, but I'm going through the motions. <laughs> but it's also but, not costing but, but, but I, money. But so. I, I, I like, yeah, I, I, I like the fact that I can keep caught up on all the titles. I do mm -hmm. like the um, 
the uh, was it Legion? Of, maybe it's not Legion of X. The Sword of X, I think. Sword the one, of the one that's Camelot driven and Excalibur. I don't like, like that one at all. That one I like. I, I but, well, like the la- that last one was time, five issues, I... so I bought it. But I'm not kidding. I'm not going to get the new Captain. Britain, Britain one, yeah. One, I'm not. Yeah. Well, well, the thing that's nice is I'm just gonna read it. Like, hmm? I'm reading it on the app now, so I'm just gonna. The the one I'm enjoying the most is is it Immortal X Men? Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one too. <clears throat> that's my favorite. That that yeah, I, I wish I was good. buying that one, but I'm not, and I'm reading it digitally, but it's it's fine. That one has a lot of like things that i really enjoy about it i i didn't like the axe tie-ins to the x-men books like it was it was really distracting i thought they were fine that that's all i can say from they're fine i did yeah i mean they were okay i i i I, I like the axe series itself i didn't care for oh well you're being judged now you know yeah no I, i i'll agree with you yeah I thought the Wolverine one was like, pff, oh, he passed the test, but he was in the middle of the Alaska or something, traveling with that other guy. The that's the sword. They had the sword. Oh movie. yeah, yeah, from uh, that Sword of X. Yeah. Yeah. Event. I did are like you, the. Are you? Up I did on like Wolverine the, and stuff. Am I what? Are you current? Are you current on it? Uh, no. Be, I am. I do buy the physical on Wolverine, and I buy. The physical on X Men and the physical on X Force, and that's it. Okay, all right. And I do I like only the. Cause I, I'm barely the in the right Craven now in story is in X Force. Oh yeah, well, I, that title is my favorite. I'm still getting the physical because I I like it. Like I, mm-hmm. I that that is the uh, the title that I I like go to. I Percy I I think writes a good. And he's also writing oh. X Force, and I like that. Like I even liked when Craven was like, "It's so weird that it's Craven, yeah, but bad. I'm yeah. in, I'm, I'm entertained that it's Craven." <laughs> like, but, who would have thunk Mike, it? You know, Beast is like, talk oh, about he's... the like the Dark Beast. Oh my God, that's that's exactly who he is. Well, he's awful. He's all, he, but but he's he, he's awful. been he's been that way though since like the beginning of X Force. I know, but it's just getting worse. Oh, he, it's getting terrible. Yeah, I and mean, I, we, I do like the, the way Wolverine right now. It's insane what the Beast is doing. Well, I do like the way Sage is playing into it too. Yeah, I think so. Because I do like Sage a lot. The the thing I guess I don't like is I've always liked Tank, mm-hmm. and the fact that this is could be Hank. I don't know. I, maybe I'm not where you are in reading. No, but, but I mean, but still, he's, it's, he's, it's he's, like he's more like he's that dark beast. He's a hundred percent the dark beast. He's not. I mean, he <coughs> when you when you but but where where is Hank then? Back in the day, that is not this beast. But do you do you actually think that that's not really our Hank, or do it you very think, well could be? Do you think they? Well, if it is, do you think they brought back the memories of yes. the wrong yes. one in yes. Krakoa? Yeah, they, I like, think something. Fucked I it think up? something happened. Yeah, probably Mister Sinister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fascinating though. I I mean, it, like, do I? 
I just think the storytelling is fascinating because it's like, oh my God, they're really, really playing this out. And it's just, it's just very interesting to, to watch and, and to read. It's yeah. Very, very good. Yeah. 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 But, um, I guess I'll, I, I guess I should cover my last one, huh? Yeah. It's not the X-Men by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you've ever read any of this. I, I have the full collection, but I've never read it. Um, I'm just, just, Dip my toe in issue one today, and I'm not going to keep going right now, but I will eventually. I'm going to read this whole series. Have you ever read Strangers in Paradise? Uh, no, I haven't. Yeah, so I have the whole that two part, two book soft cover omnibus that's like in a slipcase. I've owned it for years, but I've never picked it up, so I figured I'd read the, just the first issue, and yeah, it was really good. I am getting Parker Girls, though. So Me like... too, and that's good. I've read I've well, read the first four so, issues. So... I think, I think uh, Keith Cuttingham, a friend of ours, sent me or Barb a couple of volumes of the Strangers in Paradise. They they're small though; they're not like the uh-huh. big size. They're like yeah, so like the paperbacks. Th- they look like a little bigger than digests. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I have to ba- say. It's just the first issue, but um, yeah, it's, it's pretty it's it's pretty interesting. Um, I will be very interested to you know when I actually get the time to sit down and actually read the whole the whole series. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is obviously Terry Moore, and um, this uh, first issue uh, deals with um, uh, two girls. Uh, they uh, it, it does some flashbacks in high school, but then it moves forward and I, I doesn't say how long, but, um, <clears throat> you know, they're still young. They're in their probably early twenties and, um, their roommates, Francine and Kachu. I think that that's bless you. Short, that, yes. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> it's short for something, <laughs> but I don't think it mentions in here yet what her actual first name is, but they all call her Kachu. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, it's like a, it's a relationship book. Um, and, uh, Francine is seeing this guy named Freddie and, um, her and, and Ketchu, uh, are, are, are roommates. And, um, you know, it starts out with Freddie's, uh, trying in the middle of the night, Freddie wakes up and, and, and wants to, to have sex with. Francine and she, to the point where he's literally begging. Um, he's drunk, um, and she's like, you know, get a, you sleep on, on the floor, and boom, and like it kicks him onto the floor, and you know, he says, ah, and you hear from the next room, shut up, you too, and so they say, sorry, get you, and um, and uh, she goes, Freddie, are you okay? He goes, I think it's broken. And she says, good. And then that's, that's, that's the end of that scene. <laughs> it wasn't leaving her alone. And uh, it's the next morning. The alarm goes off. And you see it's uh, they're in Kachu's room. And she's got a gun in her in her uh, nightstand drawer. She pulls it off. And, and she shoots the alarm clock twice. Uh, very interesting. Um, wakes up, of course, uh, Francine. She goes running into the into Kachu's room because she heard gunshots and was like, are you all right? And she's like, yes. 
like, you know, what? I, I don't know what to tell you. I woke up, I shot the clock. <laughs> How did you sleep? And uh, so yeah, she was not down with, um, for, with Francine seeing Freddie. Doesn't, doesn't think Freddie is good for her. Doesn't think <clears throat> Freddie appreciates her. Doesn't like the fact that Freddie is constantly begging her for for sex, and and Francine is not is not ready for that apparently. Uh, so um, Francine and Fred have their have a, a conversation in the kitchen about about this once again. Apparently, this hasn't been the first time, and you know he's like, "What are we waiting for?" You keep saying we're waiting, but what are we waiting for? Like waiting for Godot, waiting for the e- Christmas, the Easter Bunny. What are we waiting for? And he's like, I'm just, he's like, I'm tired of this. We're in a mature re- relationship. We're two consenting adults and you're not consenting. Um, so, uh, so she admits that she's afraid that um, she's had experiences in the past that as soon as um, she sleeps with a, a man, he, the, the, the guy just leaves. Um, so, you know, he's like, this is ridiculous. I think I've spent an entire year waiting to sleep with you so I can leave. And, uh, and she's like, you know, I'm sorry, but you know, I'm just not, you know, and so he's like, I'm going, I'm going back, back to bed at my own house. And, um, I guess it's their anniversary of that day. And he says, no, I'm, she, she, he's not going to see her. So he leaves and, and Kachu comes to consult Francine. And, um, she's like, well, she's like, you know, you, you can do better than him. I, you know, you know, I, I think that guy's an asshole and on and on and, it's like, well, she's like, well, what, what do you need? What exactly do you, do you need? Just need somebody to beg for your body every night? And she's like, I'll do it. Please, Fancy, please, please. And she's like going on like that. And uh, it seems like she's actually starting to get a little bit serious. Like she's to- she's joking around, but then she's like, every, that, every night I dream, dream you love me. Every morning I'm alone. And like she starts, she actually starts kissing like her, her cheeks and stuff and and so she's like, could you stop? Hey, cut it out. Stop. And she's like, fine. I was just joking. And then Francine, you know, leaves and slams the door. And, and Kachu is actually like calling herself stupid and crying. So uh, it's possible that she actually does romantically like um, Francine and doesn't and and is not, you know, obviously not acting on it. Um, Fra- Francine leaves a, me- a message with Fred. You know, like hope that, you know, she she's apologizing and stuff and said, you know, I'm sorry, you know, like we missed our anniversary, so on and so forth. Um, we caught to catch you at the, at the museum uh, of art and she's looking at a, uh, a sculpture and she um, sees a, and this, this guy's just kind of like watching her and they uh, start uh, talking and she basically tells him to piss off and uh, she, he follows her out into the rain and, says you know wait like you know wait 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 and like and she says you know are you deaf did you not understand what piss off means she's like well did you mean that the sculpture says i should piss off you telling me to piss off and uh is she's like well what difference does it make and he says it makes a big difference like i mean uh do i give up all hope of having a cup of coffee with a sculpture or with you and she gives like a little smile so you know they're going to go for coffee um Francine, meanwhile, um, uh, decides to surprise Freddie at the office. And Mike, she's wearing a trench coat. And I think you know exactly what that means. <clears throat> there's something, so, there's nothing underneath. 
or very little, right? So, <laughs> so she stops at the secretary and, and wants to know if Freddie's in, and she's like, yes, but you know, he asked not to be disturbed. And she's like, it's okay, I just want to surprise him. So she's like, knock, knock, Freddie. And he's yelling, damn it, Margie, which is his secretary's name. I told you I don't want to be disturbed. And Francie's like, okay, lover boy, Merry Christmas and Happy Easter. I've got a present for you. And she walks in, and, and she's actually wearing, like, a lingerie. Um, and uh, she says, surprise, it's me. And he's got some co-worker, apparently. Not a secretary, because secretary's, by, you know, at, at her station. But on the, on the table with him. So on the desk, rather. Like, Francine! And so she, of course, can't believe it. And she starts crying, and she bundles back up and, and runs off. Um, so we go back to the corner at the coffee shop and, and catch you in, in this, um, and this guy, uh, his name is David and they're, they're talking to each other and stuff. And, um, uh, she seems very, very like, um, catch very hyper, like easily offended by what she thinks are sex, like sexist comments. So like the, the slightest thing she'll consider as being sexist or, or whatever. And they're, um, she's yelling at him and stuff, and he's basically just taking taking it, all the yelling and, and just totally fine with it. And um, <laughs> and so I don't know if they're going to have a relationship or not, but this guy seems like he's he's all in even with the yelling. He doesn't care. Um, so anyhow, and the next morning, and the phone rings, and uh, Kachu answers and wants to know if, if Francine's awake because Freddie's on the phone and wants to talk to talk to her. So uh, she answers the phone. She wakes up and answers the phone. Says, "Can we um, meet to talk at the park?" And she agrees to to meet him. Um, so he hangs up, and uh, they they enlarge the scene to see that he's got that same woman in his in his Porsche, and so tells her, "Don't worry, babe. This won't take long, and then we'll go eat." So he's basically yeah, going to break break it off with Francine. They meet at the park and. She starts apologizing to him, um, saying that it wasn't what happened. The office wasn't his fault because he, she only has herself to blame because, um, you know, she drove him uh, to that. And he wants to, she wants to wipe the slate clean and start over. And he's like, what? Go back to the way things were. No, thanks. She's like, no, you don't mean that. We, I know we love each other and I can, re- you know, really, I can make you happy. And she's like, and he's like, nope, I know you're. I know you're a sweet girl, but to be blunt, you're not worth it. And she's still, uh, you know, saying, no, stop. You know, this is me. I know what, you know, makes you happy. She's like, nope, I don't think so. I got somebody waiting in the Porsche. And she's like, I can't believe this. Do I have to spell it out? out with you? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you I'll sleep with you. Like, that's what it's all about, right? And he's like, give me a break. He's like, I'm not asking you to donate a kidney. He's like, I, you know, I don't need this crap. Like go go sleep with your 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 um your roommate if you, if you want. I want a real woman. And um, I mean this guy's a complete jerk, but at the same time, you know she's really really throwing herself at him and apologizing. When really it's you know obviously he's he's the one that's been a jerk. And she's like, oh no, you're not just leaving. She's like, I told you we, you know we can we we can have sex and we can we you know we're gonna do it. She's like taking off her clothes right in the park. And, um, and he's like, you're insane. You're insane. And so, um, you know, of course, you know, that was the, that's the end of the scene. You know, he wanted nothing to do with her, 
um, we see Kachu back um, at her place. She's um, she's an artist and she's painting and she actually um, uh, painted. Uh, she threw paint on a canvas and she sees um, Francine's face in that. And uh, David comes knocking at the door and uh, they start talking um, some more and stuff. And, um, you know, he's uh, definitely into her. Um, and uh, it seems like she's she may actually be interested in, in, in David. Um, and it just when it looks like they're about to kiss, um, there's a crash uh, in the front yard. And they look and Francine has crashed her car into the tree. Um, and she's out cold. She can't get the door open. And um, she calls David and David gets the door open. And so, and she's, she says, get her out. And so he's like, all right, I'll pull her out. And she's like, oh my God, she's naked. It's like, well, hurry up, get, you know, I can't get her out. You, you got to get her out and, you know, take her, to, take her upstairs to her room. So um, she's like, I'll call the doctor and, and um, put a blanket over her. And so uh, he does so. And, and cause she says, I got a doctor on the way. <laughs> this is the funny, uh, this was funny. I thought David goes, you're kidding. How did you get a doctor to make a house call? And Kachu says, I know his girlfriend. He says, so? And she goes, he's married. <laughs> <laughs> so the doctor's on his way. She sends him out to make sure the car's not going to blow up. And um, I guess I never it, thought this would be like as sexual as it is. It's extremely so. No, because I heard I heard later on it turns into something different. Much. Yeah, different. that's what I, I was reading the wiki a little bit, and it, but it was really just relationship based at the beginning here. But um, I but think so I would like that more. Yeah, yeah. Kachu is like uh, using a wet washcloth kind of because she she smacked her head on the glass. Um, so you know she's like kind of she, Francine's knocked out, but she's talking to her like, "What happened anywhere you're close? Who did this to you?" And uh, in in her dazed state, you can hear Francine just mumble, "Oh, Freddie, don't." And Kachu goes, "Freddie, Freddie, you're a dead man!" And like this, she's just filled with rage. This picture is a great picture. She's like grabbing that washcloth and like wringing it and she's just incensed and that says to be continued so that was the first issue it was very very enjoyable um i like i said i mean this you know i've heard a lot about terry moore and stuff i have to say other than parker girls actually finally you know got on board with one of the one of the series that he started right you know came out with because I've missed the boat on, on everything that's on everything before. before that. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel rising, you know, uh, some of the other ones, I think echo is one, um, motor girl. I haven't gotten anything. I, I, since I've gotten some collections, I think I have the motor girl collection, but I haven't read it yet. So anyhow, this was, this was fantastic. I highly, highly recommend. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to getting, you know, all the way into this full, full run, which I don't even know how many issues it went, but, it's too thick on, um, you know, like a uh, paperback yeah. omnibuses. Yeah, it was, it was, it was great. It was absolutely great. Great. Stace, start. All Stacey's like still reading stuff. comics. Yeah, she is. I think that she would probably like that like, one. Love reach. So yeah. I mean, she doesn't, she, he's not interested at all in any type of superhero stuff, but yeah. like all, you know, image, image, boom, ID, you know, all those, um, you know, all those like aftershock, all those types of, you know, just, what comics stories. do you play in uh, in terms of back half of previews? What do you do? I do a little bit of. I do quite a bit, Mike. Um, I don't know. Uh, Aftershock. 
aftershock. I've been getting less aftershock recently, but yeah. I used to be all in on aftershock. Aftershock has kind of gone down for me. I, I haven't necessarily liked a lot of the endings to their stories. Yeah. And they've been, obviously, they've been having financial trouble. They've been publishing a little less than, than what they have published. Looks like stuff is finally starting to come out now. I think they got some sort of... Yeah, funny, I, got a, uh, I got like four in my last shipment. Yeah, they had a, stuff, a lot of stuff that was outstanding. That I was wondering if it was just not going to come out. Yeah, Looks one like of they, them was the, the Todd or something. Patrick Todd, yeah. Yeah, that, that was That's long. coming to my next shipment. Yeah, that was a long, uh, way yeah. overdue. Um, but yeah, so I get a bunch of that. A, I'm all in on AWA. I will get everything. I get everything on AWA. Um, yeah. It does make a difference, like what it is. It's just because of the quality. Um, image, I, I get all AWA. Do you get a lot of that? I get a lot of image. I don't get everything image. I pick and choose by what I think looks good. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I, I get, yeah, I get a ton of, a lot of image. Um, and, and, and Stacy, she's pulled back a little too because of the spending, but like she buys a lot. She reads a lot of what I buy if it's not like the superhero type stuff. Like she likes, you know, something is killing my children and, and the, and the, like the sister books for that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she gets some of the more fantasy based, like she likes Briar and she, she that was good. Grim, yeah. I like that. Grim. Um, I can't remember. There's quite a few other ones, but yeah, for, I mean, for me, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I go through that whole back half and, you know, I, I pick and choose based on, on, you know, what looks good, you know, yeah. month to month. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's where some of you get more, some of the more interesting offbeat type stuff that isn't just, you know, mm-hmm. Marvel DC you know, superheroes, you know, right. so that's, that's the place you're going to get that stuff. So. Vault. I like Vault. I don't know. Do you like Vault? I like. I like a lot of. Vault. I like uh, Scout a little stuff. more than Vault you like, because I like Vault, Scout Vault has better. the Black Caravan stuff, which is the I like Black horror, Caravan, yeah. and I yeah, like that a lot. Their issues, um, too, with with books just like never finishing. Um, Giga. I don't know if you got Giga. Just came out though. <laughs> Finally came out. Yeah, I mean yeah. it. Like it's like at least a year late, if not if not more. Yeah. Um, I got a series called A Picture of Everything Else, A Picture of Something Else, something like that. Yeah. That never ended. Um, it still keeps popping up every once in a while on uh, like you know when that final order cutoff that comes mm-hmm. and goes and still doesn't. Out. So I don't know what's going on with that one, but um, you know I don't know if they're having financial troubles themselves. Seems like a lot of companies are having financial issues. Yeah, I think coming out of the pandemic, which seems to have helped entertainment in some some resorts, uh, is now going back to reality, I think. Seems like it. Even AWA, I haven't heard that they're having problems, but, but they've, uh, they only released they, they, one new uh, Yeah, they only have like one new number one a month, and it used to be yeah. like two or three. At least two or three, yeah. And, and now, uh, now it's, it's every like, month. and now it's more like a three book, yeah, a month publishing thing. Yeah, they do three or four, ba- you know, on each month a new number one comes out, and each other issue has their next <clears> one. <throat> and, and yeah, so they 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 not releasing what they what they were before either. Yeah. Um, which is which is a shame because they're, uh, they're they're I know that you like them a lot too. Um, 
Yeah, the two but, that then, I like a lot that I don't think you ever play in is uh, Dynamite and Xenoscope. I like those no, a lot. Yeah, no, no, really. Uh, I'm not, I, I really haven't um, really enjoyed a lot of the stuff that I read from, like the Red Sonia, the Vampirella. Like the, I, I got the Christopher Priest Vampirella, but it was so hard to, to follow on a month-by-month basis. I could see that. Um, I, I got the whole usually, series, but usually I, I read um, Dynamite in chunks. Like, here's six issues. Like, I just read like six issues of Immortal Red Sonia, and you know, mm-hmm. like. But but yeah, Christopher and, and Priest and stuff. With Christopher Priest, Priest it's hard. To, yeah, it's hard to uh, see all the ins and outs because he's oh flash God. forwarding, flashback, flash forwarding. Current and, time and, and, and brilliant. I mean, I, his writing's great, but it's it's hard to appreciate. Oh, sometimes. it's hard to appreciate all the in, intricacies of. Yeah, he might mention like, something in in on issue a, one on or a two. month to on a month to month basis. That's yeah. Like, yeah well, his Dracula, Draculina. <laughs> yeah, his Draculina read really well, but I don't know if it would have read well if I was reading it month to month. Month to month. Yeah, it's hard. I'm actually yeah. looking forward to digging back into. Um, death, Deathstroke again at some point because I, you know, they released that whole thing, you know, the whole series that he did with that, and I think rereading that back to back is going to be an amazing. Oh experience. yeah, yeah, that should be a good one. Yeah, uh, that was a, that was really good. Um, but yeah, so uh, but that's all I have. Uh, yeah, I think we could uh, wrap this one up. Yeah, sounds good. You're going to watch the Buffalo Bills play yeah, this afternoon. Yeah, yeah, I'm really nervous because. They didn't look too good the last couple of times. No. But no. uh, I mean, they're they're finding ways to win. But it, oh god, they almost lost to Miami. That was. This so is the close. only thing that you can hope, and, and this is me from being, you know, living in Buffalo and seeing this, is that you gotta hope that last week. Now, last week should not have been was an eye opener. That it was. That it, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, that was an eye opener. That they need to get focused. Because yeah. The Bengals are not the Dolphins. And they they can't get away with with how they played last week against the well, Bengals. Or God, the I just I just got frustrated because I thought the play calls were so stupid. Like I almost wanted the controller. Like if I was like mad at ninety five, <laughs> yeah. and I because yeah. they were successful with like the seven yard passes, and they started to go long and three and outs, and it was driving me fucking nuts. Yeah, and um. So, sometimes they need to like eat the clock when you're in the lead and yeah and and move down because your success they have good yeah. receivers they could do mm-hmm. these little slants you know and make they can turn a seven yard pass into 15 yards like right. easily right and that yeah. also opens up the play action and the you know, the running game. And I was just like, Oh my God, they're killing me in that game. And (laughs) there was some lucky calls we got too, like that first down. Like it was, it it was right on the freaking, like it, it was close. And I don't know. I I wasn't watching the game at the time, but Stacy was, and she told me uh, about it. She's like, we got a we got a good we, call on that. We, no, we had gotten like two good calls at the very end. Like that yeah. could have gone either way, you know. Yeah, and, and it could have changed the game. Yep. Yeah, I mean, 
they need to I, I that's my only that's my only thing is that I've seen this a lot it's like they they sometimes lo- outright lose or barely win games that they should not have had a problem with and sometimes that helps to wake wake up the team yeah and be like we need to we need to get our focus back well, and, the good and if thing they can ride of, that the, next the good thing weeks, yeah the good thing about Josh Allen is he's fearless. The bad thing about Josh Allen is he's fearless. <laughs> yeah. Because he throws a lot of interceptions in the red zone. Yeah. And it's like, oh man. Yeah. But uh yeah, I'm 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 rooting and uh we'll see. It'll be it'll be a hopefully it'll be a good game. Hopefully it'll well, be a good game. Well the damn I don't know if you ever watched the X Files, but that smoking man always <laughs> yes, said of course I did. He always said, uh, as long as I'm alive, the Buffalo Bills will never win a Super Bowl. Hey, you know what? You know what? We're, you, you know what? we the Bills are on the path to do right now. If if they if they could keep winning, yeah, they could they could be facing the Eagles in the Super Bowl. And if they lose, and then a wide they right have lost because to every of... NFC East team in the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, I they completed the whole NFC NFC East. Yeah. It'd be terrible. I, but, I, I mean, that's self. They, it's it's very hard sometimes yeah. to be a Bills fan because they they just they get so close. They get so close, but they can never. Yeah. Go the smoking over, man is still up. alive too. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. Still alive. He shouldn't be with all the all the all the, <laughs> all the cigarettes smoke. he smoked. He's <laughs> <laughs> got an iron lung, man. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, you can reach Rob at Rob Krieger and um, Joe at Iowa's Joe, and me at Mike Myers Brunch. Chris is at Mythmic Netc, and Big Five Army is is Kirk oh, on the Kirk. Twitters. He's there in spirit with us. Well, he replied to uh, the Roman holidays, so uh, oh, I, he? He, sh- he should have come on and talked about the Roman holidays. That was a we good. We gotta tell him that if, too. If, you were... like, if he has even like a you know like half an hour or whatever to spend with us, yeah, can, that's always come funny. on at the end or come in at the beginning. Beginning, right. exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, All right. Uh, you can find us at Geek Brunch Podcast and Geek Brunch Podcast. Click the like button on Facebook and follow all the episode threads there. And we should be back in two weeks. And have a good one and go Bills. Yep. Have a great weekend, Mike. All right. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye.